Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a great new episode with guests Osher Gunsberg and Luke Heggie. Head to littledumdumclub.com right now. You can get your hands on some of our merchandise. You can also find a link to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash littledumdumclub, where you can get yourself two bonus episodes a week, little mini episodes with special guests. Uh, that's all great stuff. Check all of that out. You can also see the live shows that we have on our calendar. We'll see you out mm. there again soon. Don't you worry about that. Get vaxxed. Do yes. the right thing. Get us all back out there. Um, and um, check out the at the back of the episode in another edition of Talking Dum Dum. But before that, Tommy. Yeah, let's enjoy this new episode. Asha Gunsberg and Luke Heggie. <laughs> Mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo, and with me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. Okay, dickhead. Joining us today, we have two very special guests, one of them on the show for the first time. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Luke Heggie and Osher Gunsberg. Hey, guys. Yes. 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 Nice to hear you. In fact, I think this was, this was the first Australian podcast I ever listened to. In 2011, I remember I'd just gotten divorced. I'm like, fuck, I've got to do something. <laughs> I've got to do something. We get that a, we, we get that was, a lot. Well, because I was unemployed. I was unemployed. I'd just gotten divorced. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening here. And so I remember calling Heggy. How can I make rock bottom worse? Oh, no, no, no. Yep. I call Heggy. I call Heggy and I said, mate, have you heard this podcast, Little Dum Dum Club? We could do a podcast. What, it's just two people talking shit? Yeah, it's just two people talking shit. We never made it happen. But I remember calling Heggy yep. saying we should do a podcast together after I heard your podcast. Wow. Wow. We're, we're the, we were the inspiration behind you two doing nothing. Wow. Well, that's, that's quite an origin story. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we've gotten you together here on this episode. This is the pilot episode that we're going to kind of oversee and coach you through. Oh, oh yeah, we just cut episode. ourselves out of this episode. Yeah, this yeah. is the first episode of Heggy and Osha. So, uh, yeah, what do you yeah. come on, Heggy? Fire up! Let's get the band. Two going. middle-aged white guys nah. talking shit. There's never. That's not enough. Nah. There's no podcast doing that, are there, Luke? Nah. No. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Heggy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> generous, it's generous. What that's what I. That's the word that comes to mind. Ten years ago, <laughs> word that comes to mind when when banting with Heggy is generous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Heggy's the Heggy's school of improv. It's not yes and. It's just uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> A lot of full stops happening. Yeah. <laughs> now this is this is this is intriguing to me. Like whenever I hear this, um, that you two are, are genuine real life mates and you grew up together, sort of thing, went to school together, you've been mates the whole time. This is so weird to me because you look at you two and you, it's the original odd couple. It's like finding out that Kylie Minogue's actually best mates with Kyle Sandilands or something. It, it does sound quite bizarre. <laughs> which one? Which one am I? Out of that? <laughs> well, who do you who do you reckon, Heggy? Who do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> look, look down and see if you're wearing hot pants right That's now, Heggy. I do like to spin out. around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Every time you come on this show, you insist on hooking me up to a lie detector, so you tell us oh, which one you are. Deep cuts. <laughs> deep cuts, Dasselow. Yep. One for the train spotters there. Good Lord. <laughs> But but you guys you guys did like go to school together grow up together yeah. in what in Brisbane yeah yeah I, yep. I met uh, we're nearly at our fortieth anniversary Heggy what are you getting me oh wow <laughs> um, packet of lifesavers 
five players. <laughs> I don't know. So that's a <laughs> callback. from the time. That's the first joke. And that, this is a story. Is like we met each other in grade three. We were in primary school together in Brisbane in a suburb called Canmore. Oh, man. Back when it was the... Uh, imagine a grumpy th- grade three head. Well... Like, what's he got the shits up actually, about in grade no, three? He was, about he, rolls, no, he'd, he'd yet to have his heart hardened by the, the cruelty of the world at that point. He was still just full of life and joy. And uh, uh, the, the, our teacher, Mrs. Sweep, um, threw out a hypoth- hypothetical, uh, you're in a plane. Uh, there's three people, including the pilot, but there's only two parachutes. What do you do? And the people putting their hands up trying to answer this hypothetical, how they keep each other alive. Heggy puts his hand up. He was sitting next to me at the time. Heggy puts his hand up and he goes, I'd stop into the milk bar and get a pack of lifesavers because I'd need to have my life saved. <laughs> and I'm eight just going, oh, that was the first joke I ever remember anyone telling that wasn't like a knock knock or a what do you call or, you know, kind of super racist Queensland joke. And I'm like, Oh my fucking yeah. god! <laughs> so he had it. He had the game like early, early. He had it going on, and he's been like that oh, the whole yeah. time. That's why you, he should have been jettisoned straight into the panel shows from then on. That's the perfect panel show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get remark. this kid a blazer. He's ready for action. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. Absolutely. I was pretty happy Bla- to see blazer came a few years later. Yeah, we had, yeah. we had to wear blazers at school. We sure did. I think I've seen enough blazers in my time. I don't need any more blazers. Thanks very much. Yeah. With <laughs> shorts. How, how- how how brutal is that for a question in grade three? You're in a plane that's about to crash, and and who's getting the parachutes in grade three? What the fuck's going on there? Well, that's why Queenslanders have a lot of spirit. Chuck yeah. us in the deep right. end early. Very <laughs> yeah. get our backs against the wall. Yeah, take it from there. And right. at the time, like bear in mind, at the time Queensland was living under um, Joe Bjelke Peterson, and people outside of Queensland don't understand. Like, just get your heads around this, folks. All right. You're all, we all know what apartheid was, right? We all know how terrible things were if you weren't a white person in South Africa. Okay. Apartheid was based on Queensland's racial separation laws. Okay. They went, right. oh, that's a good idea. And they fucking copied. Was it actually? Yes. They copied what was happening in Queensland. Okay. So <laughs> that's the kind of lineage of what was happening up there. And Bjelke Peterson was from that, you know, era of, of, you know, people who were like, well, I'm white. So therefore it's fine. And it was brutal. I remember at the time there was he was a union buster. And remember there was blackouts every night, Heggy? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like just for weeks, <laughs> for fucking weeks, oh, really? Because the unions were like, "Fuck you," and they turned the they turned the power off on us like, every night. And it was great because you're like, couldn't do my homework. Our suburb was blacked out last night, Miss. Sorry. Right, oh, really? Right. So this, wow. so 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 basically, what you're saying, all this is going on. So you're going into school as an eight year old, and the the horrifying hypothetical scenario of a plane going down <laughs> is actually a bright Nothing. spot in the day. This is like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she, she, well, the bright spot of that year, I remember, is she fell off a chair. And uh, I think she's changing a light bulb or something. Fell off a chair. Sprained her ankle. Probably reenacting a joke you'd told in class. It was hilarious. How many teachers does <laughs> it take to change a light bulb? Well, it was, it was the kind of – so Queensland was like there was, there was a picture of Jesus, like the white Jesus, not the actual Middle Eastern Jesus, but there was a picture of white Jesus on one Here side of the blackboard and there was a queen <laughs> on the other side of the blackboard. All right, Queensland was very much about that um, back in <laughs> right. the, back in the day, and um, three people walking down the street was a march, and the cops were legally allowed right. to like <laughs> stop it violently if they wanted, which they did. It was fucked up. So who was um 
If 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 you guys were the South Africa of here, who was the Nelson Mandela in Queensland? Was it Jackie McDonald or someone? Like who's the <laughs> who was the Mac. big figurehead up there? Is yeah. she, was she a Queenslander, yeah. Jackie Mack? Yeah, absolutely. That's all she talked about on Hey Hey Saturday. Yeah. Oh, I never really watched it. I wasn't. Yeah, okay. I knew she exists. So I didn't you, know she's Queenslander. You never watched Hey Hey Saturday. No, like it's been on what in the were background. We're doing at six thirty. When are you going to blackout, blackout at five o'clock? Yeah. When you when you want some when you want some you know just to kind of reminisce about better times and want to see some blackface? Where do you go? Yeah, <laughs> I go to my nan's house and we uh, yeah. get out a tub of nugget and just go for it. Right, that was, that was actually too toned down for you. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. You had to yeah, you had to get woke. the real deal. I thought it was too. Yeah, much, yeah right. Populist yeah. lefty fucking bullshit. What get this off my TV. <laughs> Speaking of uh, killing in grade three, that's one of my earliest memories of like making um, schoolmates laugh is first day of grade three, we go into our classroom and we meet our teacher and her name's, he, she introduces herself and she says, my name is Mrs. Burke. And I put my hand up and I go, can we call you Mrs. Burke's backyard? Kills. Oh, Everyone loves good it. Stuff. She Great, yeah. puts me in detention. She's like, oh. no, you may not. <laughs> You're staying back after school. Maybe she knew something about Dom that nobody else yes. knew at that point. Yeah, she was yes. she was tapped into the early showbiz rumors in like '93 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She Wait, do you reckon parents back then were just oblivious though? Like Burke, we look back on Burke now and go, "Of course he was sus." Look at him. And same with Rolf. I got taken to a yeah. Rolf concert at uh, at Twin Towns Tweed Heads. Couldn't have loved it more. My parents mm-hmm. took me down there. With about eight, I was about eight or nine. I was, oh, no. I was in the Rolf Harris fan club. It was fucking oh, brilliant. No. Turning pictures yeah. upside down, couldn't I? Loved it. And yeah, I was just looking back. A lot Why take- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still got all these records. Uh, yeah, I think he's and your he's own a- wobble board. I my parents took me to to see him. I've told this on the pod before, but I, my parents took me to see him when I was about you know five or six or something like that. And um, it was just him at the train station for some reason in my hometown of Maribor. Got up there. And uh, I was like trying to get him to sign a bit of paper. He's like, wouldn't have, wouldn't have a bar of me. Like, no interest at all. It's like, fuck. I was the one kid that he rejected. Pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the word on the street is when the little red lights off. Not such a nice guy. It's one of those types. Cool. Um, Peggy's got the exclusive. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> the word is. Oh yeah. <laughs> the word from like prison. The word yeah. like he's in jail, dude. Yeah. We know. No, no, the word was around that time. Oh, right. if, if he wasn't, you know, if it wasn't on, he'd, he'd gladly just kick a kid or whatever. Who gives a fuck? Right. Unless there's a camera yeah. around or someone to report right. it. Mobile right. phones done a lot okay. for this sort of thing. I'm actually pretty grateful. I'm pretty pretty grateful that camera phones didn't exist for most of our teenage years. Actually, Heggy, I wonder what yeah. it would be like. I see, I've you know, our eldest is now seventeen, and I you know, I see the kind of non-stop documentation of their escapades that goes on, and almost live broadcasting via Snapchat and TikTok what they do. I I don't know how you or I would have ever recovered from some of the shit that used to go on when we were oh, kids, man. I wouldn't have a job. Oh yeah. Sure. What about so? You, what about you two? This is the story I've heard of of you guys uh, in a car together going past the uh, the premiere of the Sixth Sense in oh, Brisbane. Fuck, is yeah. that right? Oh, I've forgotten this <laughs> happened, but so I'm, it's, I'm horrible. Like know. so, I'm I'm eleven and a bit years, eleven and a half years sober now, 
All right. And there's good reason because um, much like uh, the aforementioned eldest, she has a peanut allergy and, and bad. She has an allergic reaction to peanuts. It's not great. Not, you know, quite a few kids have that. I have an allergic reaction to alcohol that when I drink it, I turn into a fuckwit. And wow. <laughs> so at the time, I didn't know better, but now I know better. So I do better. But at the time, I thought it was hilarious. I can't remember even whose car it was in. Um, I think it was most fucking brilliant. Uh, well, I still, I still think about it. Like when you're 18, that's a sick joke. So funny. <laughs> well, let's hear the joke. Driving let's past the, joke. the, I think it was the El Dorado in Indrapelli. We're driving past the El Dorado in Indrapelli, which is right by the, was right by the train station. And in the words of Luke Heggie, I was out up to my waist in window uh, as we moved <laughs> past the El Dorado on the on the way to the bridge. <laughs> Apparently, I screamed out the window to a line of people waiting up to watch Sixth Sense. Bruce Willis is a ghost the whole time. <laughs> I love you setting that story up, Osha, going like, yeah, you know, don't drink anymore. This is the kind of thing that I used to think was cool, but we're like here today now going, yeah, yeah that rules. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that now. Yeah. <laughs> what a fuckwit. What are there any an Netflix absolute series fuckwit. I can spoil in lockdown, just driving past people's yeah, yeah. houses, just screaming yeah, out, yeah. spoilers into their windows. King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is yeah it, i mean this is fascinating you guys growing up together and you're painting a picture of uh queensland at that time and what it was like and yeah i'm fascinated to know the the divergent paths where heggie heggie's attitude seems to have um queensland at that time seems to have crushed him and and you know really done its work on him whereas i'm fucking Osha, fine i'm right here a- <laughs> yeah, i'm fucking fine <laughs> this is, talk about me like Proving i'm a fucking point. exhibit <laughs> so the thing, the thing is, like, I reckon this is a lot. This is a lot, a lot like uh, Luke. The Luke Heggie you're seeing right now in this podcast is is a lot like for me personally because I've known him a very long time. This is a lot like a wrestling persona. All right, the actual Luke Heggie, um, whom you, see, which is why <laughs> I love, which is why I love his stand up because you see it, you see it in in. You've got to see at the core of his stand up. You've got to look inside inside the cable stitch sweater to see the yarn, see the ball of wool. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah he's. <laughs> He's um he's such a clever man. Like he he's what he got he's got like two fucking honors degrees or a master's degree. He was going to do a PhD. Like he's the smartest guy, most compassionate, most loving human being, but uh, just has zero time for fuckwittery or bullshit. Yeah, and <laughs> can't even believe I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder why you've only said about five words so far, Hickey. But now I get it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but. I remember, like when, like high high school was, you know, we went to the kind of high school which was the, I guess it, we went to the same high school as well. It was kind of like the high school for the for the sons of the 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 landed gentry and their lawyers, basically. Oh, there um, was some there was some catters there. That'll give you a tip. Yeah. Oh, Bob, like Bob Catters. Bob family, Catters. You mean progeny? Right. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah. There right. were two. Yeah. Oh my god! Some, I just like all the all the sort of. If you can say this, a bit of a bit of a um, oxy- the hoity-toity of Brisbane were in mm. the, amongst these sorts of schools, but they're also I grubs remember- there. They let a few grub <laughs> kids in. I love, I love you going. If I can say this, I'm like, hang on, geez, we're gonna have to edit something out here for a minute. And then it's like hoity-toity. It's like, no, that's fine. You can say that. No, but, uh, he's not. He's not lying because there was we were our school was actually right across the road from the Liberal Party headquarters of Queensland. 
And there were a couple kids in our school who would finish school and then walk across the road for their young liberals meetings. I didn't know what the fuck was. I didn't know what politics was. I yeah, had no yeah. idea. <laughs> but I remember in the schoolyard, um, I won't I won't say their names out loud. But I remember in the schoolyard, these these two or three particular boys would get into shouting matches with the other boys whose dads were in the unions. And oh, they would yeah. stand at the school. You remember that? They would stand yeah. at the schoolyard and shout at each other. And I remember look, looking around going, I was always interested in was guitars. I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. And yeah. I remember just going, what is, what is, what is going on? I don't even understand. Um, but yeah, it was that, it was that kind of school. The, you know, the, there was a cut more than a couple of kids that we went to school with that, you know, they would just literally fall asleep on their desk. And then by the time we were 20, they were now the, you know, the general manager of the pub that their dad owned. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like all oh, right, okay. That's you why you try shucks. very hard. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> that's a great uh that's a great analogy that you make, uh, Osher, about uh Heggy in his stand up being like a being like a wrestling character. I love the idea of you really zeroing in on that and going as hard as you can to the point where you're such a stand-up villain that in a one-man show, when you walk out onto the stage, people are already <laughs> booing you because they're like, yeah. here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he going to give it to tonight? Is it left-handed people? Is it vegetarians? <laughs> like when Andre the Giant turned heel, it was like the, the earth shook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you in like oh. a cape and mask when you do your solo shows would be fucking awesome. But I think that's why... I think I think that's why I love Luke's stand-up so much because I, I know the man, you know, and and it's just you've got to kind of – he writes – I think for a lot of the time, Luke writes his stand-up to amuse himself. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly yeah. when, when he rags like shit – on, when he rags shit on cyclists for ten straight minutes, you're like, "Hang on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't you ride a bike? Love bikes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't like other people on them. That's all. right. Right. Um, oh, that's the problem. The people on the bikes. You like? I mean, the bikes. you boys might enjoy this. We had uh, B105 in Brisbane, which I believe still exists. Might be called something else, but um, uh, Osher was. A Black Thunder radio driver. Radio station you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. radio station. Osha was a Black Thunder driver when we were 18, I think. 18, 19. 20. 20. We were 20. And Black, okay. Black Thunder's like, you know, you go out and drive like a promo car for the radio station you mean. That's right, yeah. Cal. We're on the corner of Old Cleveland Road and uh, yeah. Grand South uh, Cooper Roo. I've got some icy cold cans of Coke and the video is he moved you the week the Sixth Sense. Bruce Willis, what is he at the end? You'll never find out. Come and find me. If I spot your sticker, I'll give you a free ticket to the Brisbane Bullets. <laughs> He's still got it. Baby, I should just be driving a fucking Bronco around to an ampole, giving out cans of drink and shit, but Occasionally he'd ring up, ring up. I remember running down the end of my street and getting in it while you were driving it and sitting at the lights and you just had the handbrake on just fucking gunning it. It was just going up and down. It's like it wasn't even in the movies yet, that move, from what I could see. But it's like, <laughs> it's like in those American films, just going up and down. I go, Jesus Christ, it's a bit much even for me. But I loved it that you were destroying other people's property. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> I had little. I had little regard for how the world worked at that point in time. I didn't really understand. I'm like, oh, this car can bounce. Why don't we just make it bounce? I didn't realize that it was like a sixty thousand dollar car that belonged to a radio station which employed me at the time, and that if I broke it, my employment may be in jeopardy. I was like, this is fun. I'll do this. Yeah. Why would they put the bounce function in there if you weren't meant to be using it all of the time? What's the yeah. point of having? Exactly. If you have a 94 Patrol and you put your foot, uh, your toe on the brake and then you uh, engage first as you go, the the suspension lifts it up and it was actually really fun. 
<laughs> so, so you're getting into radio. You're getting into radio by then, I should. So what is, when does – how come it takes so long for Heggy to, to get into the media then? Like, well, so you're, you're going that way. What's Heggy doing? Oh, Heggy was on radio, radio, man. Heggy would call – he would call me up and we would do prank calls in the middle of the night on oh, radio. Yeah. I was oh, like really? Guido Hatsis yeah. in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heggy worked. So you were you, doing racist stereotypes but in Queensland, so you really had to up your game. No, it, oh, wasn't, doing, it wasn't doing racist right. stereotypes. We would just be <laughs> – if anything, I think we are ripping off Billy Birmingham, I think. If that would be a yeah, bad maybe. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a job. I had a midnight till eight AM job on a um, called Tele Tele Cafe. You'd remember this, Carl, being a um, like it was pre-internet dating, so telephone oh, uh, introduction. Really? Line. Yeah. Really? And, uh, I'd have to monitor the phones. So what would you do? Well, people would ring up, and there's a woman's line and a men's line. People ring up and go, "Hey, I got a big throbbing." Uh, want to meet you, and they'd have to go. Sorry, guys, bit rude. This is more long walks on the beach, candlelit dinners, sort of thing. So you'd have right. to. You're like Hitch, but on the phone. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Well, I mean, I I didn't have to talk to them. There was a but. There's like eight pre, eight buttons saying, I think you're too young. You're a woman on the man's line. You're a man on the woman's line. You're being right. too rude. Whatever. I could pull the little thing down and tell someone to fuck off, which was quite fun. <laughs> right. You're like a switchboard operator, like the old school sort of like pull one yeah. plug out, yeah. put in another plug sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah, was like sort of, yeah. on 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 Twitch when you have the auto bot that you know doesn't let you put swear words or racist things on the chat. He was like the live version of that. Yeah, right. like if you're like yeah, you know, yeah, I like I like chicks just white ones. I don't want any ones that aren't white. He's like yeah, okay, let's just yeah. push the button there. And so <laughs> Heggy was up, and what was yeah, what was wild? This is. People got to understand this about this is the kind of man Luke Heggie is. Like when he wants to work, he fucking works, right? So he he would do this job from midnight till eight a.m. Then I think he would go and work at a corner store or something. Then he would go to uni, go home and sleep for an hour, and then go back and do the. He would just do that every day of the week. He would just oh wow, absolute yeah. ring out, and he always you has. Could, he always you could has. catch a bit of sleep on this job. Like you just had to <clears throat> press a button every five minutes because about sort of three a.m. to six a.m. There's not many people on the introduction line. Well, hardly no one. So, but you had to wake up every five minutes and press something. So you just sort of, you could train yourself to just sleep and just every five minutes just hit a button. <laughs> just... But like, who's who's looking for the love of their life at three a.m.? Oh, you joke about that, but yeah, there's there's a few Queenslanders out there. <laughs> Yeah, um, that is the words of a the words of a man who's been married from before Tinder became a thing, Carl. Like, yeah, yeah, plenty that's of people trying yeah. to find the love of their life at three yeah. a.m. I love the idea <laughs> that there's maybe people listening to this who've been married for a very very long time, and then thinking like they got together back in the day through this hotline and just recognizing the voice of Luke Heggie and going, "That's the man." That's the man yeah. who connected me with my now wife. <laughs> yep. Heggy the baby maker. Exactly. Um, yeah, we're, we're kind of – Heggy was always very much an academic guy. He was on the way to becoming – he was a very academic person. And, um, you know, at the time he did a lot of things at university, not, you know, limited to maybe helping people in the tutorial rooms not know what time of day it was because the clocks in there were really quite good. And um, oh, yeah. Heggy, occasionally, Heggy occasionally would just find a way to remove the, the, the clocks from the university he was at. I might um, have told quite you stylish. this, Carl. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I used to flog. Uh, I went to the, the – they had like a logo on each clock, just an analog clock on the wall. So I was just getting for people as presents. 
for birthday, <laughs> Christmas, that sort of thing. But you'd have to go in. <clears throat> I, I went once with a ladder and got a, got a high one during a during a lecture. But generally, it'd just be screwdriver, you know, whenever. Yeah, right. Just just turning the uni into like casinos and making sure there's no clocks in there, so no one ever knows yeah. what time it is. They don't. Pretty realize. much. <laughs> Pretty much. Stealing yeah. the windows yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all, you know, but he was he was incredibly successful at that, and you know, Luke's always been very good at being able to do anything he really really wants to. But Brisbane's a small town, mate. It was a, at the time it was quite the cow town, and. Pretty much everyone, by the time you're 17, 18, all you're feeling is the slingshot, the tension of the slingshot just getting tighter and tighter and tighter. <laughs> and you just cannot wait to just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And I think by the time Luke finished, you were already overseas. I remember coming to visit you. How long had you been overseas when I came to visit you in um, at that in mansion? Yeah, yeah. Oh, probably a year. year and a, no, no, nearly two years maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He was working out in... Um, some sort of leafy green place, Hampshire, out, in the, out in, yeah, out in the woodlands, and um, yeah, we, I went and, went and visited him, and you know, he was out there just getting away from working on a sex line, all. but in England now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm well on in it. <laughs> Looking after incredibly posh people's holiday home, I think that's what he he was. It was kind of like a guy who was a curator of a massive, you know, Downton Abbey kind of mansion. And yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, you do months. have strong gardener vibes, Heggy. I have to say, <laughs> I fucking yeah. love gardening. I've, I've been yeah. a gardener. Good yeah. Yeah. gardening there is pretty good, actually. Here sucks. I don't know. If, well, obviously, Why? no one's gardening. It's fucking hot. It's real hot. Like Queensland in particular. The ground's hard, right. it's hot. Mm. Try digging a hole. Nightmare. Yeah. England. So how, this- how, how, many, how many jobs have you had all up? Like if you have to put your – if you put together a proper CV, Heggy, how many oh. different jobs have you had? I, 50, I, 60, 70? That's 75, I think. Wow. Oh. Yeah. That was before comedy. How many, how many of those 75 jobs do you have some sort of qualification so you can do it <laughs> legally? <laughs> oh, I mean, I've, I've really, I've never been a fake doctor or something. That's what you mean. Just... <laughs> that's, that's big of you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, I mean, you were a deckhand for a while, but you can't just do that. You've got to kind oh, of, yeah, just, yeah. you know, boats can kill people. You kind of have to be qualified to do that kind of thing. Yeah. I've got oh, really? Of, a deck, like, a deckhand. Yeah. My sort of CV for a while did read like MacGyver's. But I wasn't anywhere near as good as him. But um, I think right. they they expire all this stuff if you don't keep up. Like I got a forklift license. I think that's gone. I haven't mm-hmm. driven one for ten years. But yeah, I don't know. Heaps of shit. Just little. Bits give us of your. Shit. You've, give us your number one favorite and your least favorite of the seventy five odd jobs that you've done. Jobs. Oh, mm. I mean, com- stand up comedy's up there. Obviously, you know, I'm a I'm mm-hmm. a purist. I'm bloody. But it's up it. there. Big it's up you. there. It's a- <laughs> Top <Yeah>. thirty. <laughs> <laughs> With a bullet. It's no deckhand. Um, it's no. It's no horny three a.m. switchboard operator. Yeah, but it's not good. bad. Probably. I used to. I've, t- I've said this on here before. I think I used to transcribe um, police interview videos for suspected murderers. That was oh, a fuck, fucking that's right, you did too. good job. That was. <laughs> I don't know if you said that to us. That was like some. Re- yeah, it was some reality show, that. wasn't it? Yeah. Right. It was some reality show. It, it was for a reality show, wasn't it? Yeah. It started for TV, but then I, I kept doing it after. Um, the yeah, it was some sh- some fucking show, but it was just like the the shit CCTV footage, black and white usually, of just a interview room, 
and a murderer, you know, being questioned the day after. So you you started doing it for a TV show and then you just did it in your own time for your own hobby after that. Yeah, work home with me. No, yourself up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) No, they used to drop off more afterwards. You go, you know, this guy's fairly fast, but I wasn't fast. I'd just stay up all night doing it because I loved it. And uh, it's yeah. very interesting, so I just kept doing some. Still got some DVDs. What, what were some of the What were some oh, of the yeah? things you learned? Like these are these are guys that and I'm guessing usually they're white men. The day after they yeah. have done something absolutely horrible to someone that was probably their intimate partner, because it's a fucking scourge in our community. Here we go. What were What were some of the commonalities that you found that these men would say? Um, oh, what were the ones you kept? Oh, I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked at them for ten years, but um. Things like I fucking told you, cunts. I didn't do it. Stuff like that. Just yeah, right. just classic guilty sentences. Um, yeah, you can tell within. Five you'd have seconds. a shortcut. You'd have a sh- you'd have a shortcut for a statement like that on your sh- on your keyboard anyway. Yeah. That's a thing that comes up quite often. <laughs> yeah, it's like the court stenographer yeah. keyboards. How they're just like whatever they are. They're not like letters. F two like, shortcut has its own key for this kind that's of it, stuff. That's in my control V already. I told you. So yeah. Just load it in the clipboard. Apple V, Apple V. When you're transcribing an I told use cunts kind of guy, let's say they get to a point where they're just like misusing a word or like saying the word completely wrong. What is your Mm. obligation as a transcriber? Are you... Are you kind of editing it and correcting it or are you just put... You've you've got to put it in verbatim as spoken. Yeah, you put it in verbatim. I loved it. Yeah. Like you'd you'd misspell stuff that they did deliberately. (laughs) Yeah. Good. <laughs> Would you type your without an apostrophe just to fuck them? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just want to get the vibe across. I can tell yeah. that that's yeah. what they'd be doing if they were typing this. Yeah. I yeah. got to be yeah. honest. Oh, eventually, yeah, yeah. after a while, you just wrote, you just ignore what they said and just write, yeah, I fucking did it and hand that in. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, so you've man. had all these jobs, Heggy. Now, now at some stage, Osha, you've you've now gotten into showbiz. And, and I assume from what we've heard from Heggy over the years, he's had a few behind-scenes jobs that, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you helped him out with. He's, he's working backstage on, on shows that you've worked on or other shows. Is that the link there? Because the way I, I've seen it from afar is that you're the, you know, you know how this often happens when they bring out some champion racehorse from England to try and win the Melbourne Cup. And then to pl- placate the horse, they bring over his little Shetland pony, mate. I assume that that's your your relationship there. <laughs> well, firstly, firstly, while while Luke unfortunately did bear the brunt of being the shortest one out of all of our mates up until the end of grade twelve, at the end of that summer, he was then now taller than everybody else. He waited wow. until school was over, and then boom, an extra foot. Like, it just became taller than all of us. And I'm now the short one. Um, no, I was just working on, I was working on Idol and I could see they were hiring people everywhere. And Heggy had just come back from, um, I think he'd been overseas in in Ireland, I think was the last one. He'd already met his, his now wife. And, and I'm like, oh man, there's, there's gigs here, you know. And he's like, yeah, all right. And then that was it. Um, which led to some, um, fantastic stories. I think Luke used to have to drive, one of his jobs was driving the the high ace of all the Australian Idol contestants around. Yeah. And um, what's that coming in a job number thirty four? High ace driver. <laughs> this is literally like Triple M's countdown of Heggy's best all time Aussie jobs. Yeah. <laughs> coming in at number thirty four. High ace, idle high ace driver from Luke Heggy. Ian Moss on lead guitar. And um, 
So Heggy would. I think one of his gigs was. It, it's basically like it's a it's a because you tr- it's a, it's quite a trusted role because you you're working in reality TV and these people are they're you know they're participants in a show. You, there's a duty of care. You have to be careful of them. Some of them aren't eighteen, so you can't just give it to a you know just a, a punter runner. You have to like you know give it to someone who kind of knows what's going on. Yeah, someone who and, works at a sex line. Yeah, you got to get them yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> someone mature <laughs> and discreet. <laughs> Heggy um, did a – he was quite mature and quite discreet until recently when some of the stories started coming out. And um, yeah. he, doesn't mention, he doesn't mention any names, but I know exactly who he's talking about when he tells the story about the kid in the back who kept smoking. It's fucking amazing. Oh, I told you guys on this, I'm sure. I just booted some fuckhead out on the, on the street. It was quite remote, actually. Just go get, get out, finish your cigarette, and then I'll just drive off. Actually, this 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 does remind me. If you do listen to Luke's other podcast, uh, if you do listen to Luke's podcast, Mid Flight Brawl, you'll you'll know that one of the object, one of the many objects of his derision of the top ten after cyclists and vegans, um, <laughs> bloggers in there, bloggers definitely in there. But what you may yeah. not realise is that Luke Heggy, uh, I actually helped Luke Heggy become an almost an analog blogger. <laughs> In the in the mid nineties, um, uh, how does that work? An analog blogger? Well, Osho Osho was always a bit of a fucking um, <clears throat> bit of a leader. Say what do you say in, in technology, a uh, early adopter of right. of stuff. He had the internet and shit. We didn't fucking know anything about it. He got me an email account. Still got it. Hotmail. <laughs> like in ninety six, something early times doing that shit. You're still rocking the same email address from back then. Well, I've got a few others as well, which, oh, yeah, okay. but still got the Hotmail, yeah. Why uh-huh. Why would you change it? It's not changing yep. your fucking phone I've, number. I've still Luke, got Yahoo. 69 yeah. is perfect, mate. What do you, why would you ever think that that would come across as unprofessional when you're doing a negotiation <laughs> of some description? <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, honestly, Hotmail for me is like a step up. Like someone will say, make a joke about, oh, I've still got Hotmail. I'll be like, fuck, I haven't made it to Hotmail yet. I'm Yahoo. Like I was thinking about making it up to Hotmail and didn't make the... Make the jump. Oh, so Yahoo yeah. pre-Hotmail. I thought it came I after. I think so. All oh, right. Well, was, when was Big know. Pond? Big Pond and some other. After all that. Big yeah, Pond was Aussie after Mail. that. Aussie Mail. Yeah, yeah Aussie Mail was first, I think. Yeah, Aussie Big, Mail. I did. Turnbull Big Pond's that. more boomer. That's like we've gotten the home internet set up and Telstra have chucked in an email address as well and we're just going to use that because we don't know how to sign up to Gmail I, or anything Well, else. to be fair, I, I made the jump to Yahoo from dodo.com.au. Oh, so, yes. Right. I think, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I think as professionalism <laughs> goes, people would look down upon a Big Pond, Aussie Mail or Dodo way more than a Hotmail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So Heggy well, yeah. was, was on the road. He was traveling on one of his many, many, many adventures across North America um, he's been across South America and Africa and stuff like that, but it was across North America and he would write actual handwrite letters to me, um, of what was going on in, uh, in Canada. And I would get these letters in the post and I would transcribe them and put them up hand code and HTML webpage. And if you look in the Wayback machine, if you look in the Wayback machine, you'll probably find it was called letters from Luke. Oh, oh really? So, okay. Yeah. And some sometime, I think ninety six, yeah. you were there in Kelowna in British Columbia. Yeah, and so I, he would write these letters to me, handwrite these letters to me, and then I would 
I would transcribe them. So what you're seeing now on Luke Heggie on stage, he's always been that. He's always done that. A and blogger. He, yeah. Well, no, like <laughs> your observations of the world, your, your observations of the world, the way you look at people are, you know, telling, you know, the way you told the story about um, how you didn't stand up during a national anthem at an NBL game. And um, some of the people in the crowd yeah. were a bit upset that you like didn't that. want to... <laughs> Osha, you you typing out these letters from Heggie is is sort of the same thing, but more bone chilling than Heggie transcribing the serial. Yeah, killer yeah. <laughs> it's the words of a serial killer that didn't kill anyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It was, yeah. It was pretty. Fu- it was it was pretty cool. And, and Luke, I think around that time, Luke started um, publishing his own. I remember the first draft of one of his books. He sent three exercise books to me of one of his early books um, that he published. Um, yeah, he's but, always. But we don't even know any about anything about these books he's published. Do, do we know anything about that? No, they don't exist. They've gone. What? What, what were the books? Well, it's just it's just books about people, dickheads, whatever. I don't know. Mills and Mills and Boone and Heggy. Yeah, yeah no, much. I think the I think the term is manifesto actually, but yeah. yeah it's, it's a manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was very much a um it was very much a uh you know f- the what ha- what then would evolve into his very verbose stand-up style. Um uh it's it's it, if you saw Heggy maybe 3 or 4 years ago, his stand-up was very 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 dense and it re- did remind me of what was in these exercise books which would be these <laughs> these graphic recountings of what would go on in the bottle shop out at Bell Bowery where he, you know, Bottolo if you've seen any of Luke's um um sitcom that he wrote, um Bottolo is based upon that and I would just just roaring laughing rolling around on the floor reading these things, these exercise books that he sent me. He's got an extraordinarily neat handwriting by the way. And <laughs> Um, yeah, just fucking brilliant stuff. So when Luke went to comedy, it would it made complete sense to me. It made complete sense that he would he would do this because he was always the funniest, funniest person I ever ever knew with a, a way of looking at the world. Can I say this? This is not meant as uh, anything offensive or anything, but you sound like Luke's mum. The amount of love and description and how talented your little boy Luke is in this podcast so far. It's like. It sounds like he's come from your loins. Yeah, no, you should, really should, do seem uh, to love your job as the webmaster of lettersfromluke.com. That seems like yeah. it's your favourite favorite yeah, medium. You, you try not to get sacked from that job. Is that what this is all I'm about? Not, I'm not coming on this podcast ever again without him because <laughs> <laughs> you, you two are fucking bullies. And uh, just try yeah, to remember this, well, that, all right? That's that's it. I feel I feel like this is a fair fight. The love and, and sunshine coming from Osha against yeah. the black light coming from me and Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> there's um yeah, there's obviously a, a lot of love between you. But um is that is that the only job that you worked on together? Like have you you didn't do any any um like backstage at um at Channel V or you didn't do any backstage no, at uh, was, The Bachelor or anything like that? When I when I got back from a trip, I came to Sydney. I was staying on Osha's couch for fucking six months. And we just played Scrabble and pinball, and he was working. And um, oh, that's right. I was just doing odd jobs and shit. But I, yeah, I got a few TV jobs. Then Idol was the only one, I think. I was on Idol for two seasons. It's just, um, it's so good your approach to that job where it's like your mate, he's hosting the show, he gets you in, and then your immediate impulse is, 
I'd better play up with this job. It's like yeah. <laughs> the host's <laughs> reputation is on the line, yeah. but I'm going to get oh. in here and immediately be a dickhead. It's just so good. <laughs> there's, a, there's a distinct separation. It wasn't like Osh had to come into the office where I was during the week and shit. Like there was, right. you know, yeah. I, I didn't have to. Well, to be fair, I would love to have seen you know someone come into Osh's office and sort of go, Sorry, mate, you're out. We're going to have to replace you with Ernie Sigley or someone because your little mate over here did a burnout in the Tarago. So um, you're off the show. Sorry, mate. He was nah, Luke. Luke was never that. Luke. Luke was never that. Um, uh, never that obtuse with his larrikinism. He was always very, very uh, sneaky. Uh, very, very subtle with his with his larrikinism and just these tiny little uh, moments. That would help him keep his sanity in these otherwise, you know, in these these gigs that would sometimes test his patience, um, particularly when you know he's dealing with, in some cases, uh, reality TV contestants. Who, I had, um, um, you know, have the, the funnest part of that job was going on those audition tours. They're quite fun, but you just get every lunatic yeah. come out from everywhere and just oh right, so thousands. The t- like the tours where you'd go to a you go to a town, they'd do a cattle call for yeah. an audition, mm. uh, and yeah. and everyone would rock up for that, right? Yeah, and they just that, that is yeah. the dream for me. Yeah. Oh man, it's pretty fun, but then it's tedious, and they stink like an auditorium full of teenage stinkies, <laughs> and they'd have to plough through them before they get to the one you see on TV, where there's the bozos and the and the talented singers. They'd have to just plough through thousands of fucking. You know, people like you and me, like whoever, just rolling in and going, I'll give it a crack. Yep. And um, the producers had a tough time keeping up. And they'd, they'd be a line-up. I'd be bringing people in and go, right, oh, you're finished, get out. And the producers had went for lunch. <laughs> and I just went into the room and go, right, oh, next. And I'd hear a few and go, yeah, sorry, you haven't really got what it takes. Just to, <laughs> just to get through them quicker. But not if, if they were like I wasn't complete. If they were good, I'd go, yeah, I'll stick around. You'll have to see the producer. But, you know, we all know. You right. know when you know, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. If they're, yeah. If they're doing a song, if they're doing a bit of Red Hot Chili Peppers and you're like, nah, don't fancy Anthony Kiedis, you can you can piss off actually. Oh, yeah, for sure. Some <laughs> Song choice was key we were, in my criteria. Yeah. <laughs> well, without a doubt. And every year there would be the same song. You know, there was one year where every uh, young woman would – do the Alicia Keys song. Oh, I, I keep on falling. Yeah. And it just, it was just every four out of five young ladies would sing that track. And it's got a, a very, very tricky bit that not many, if any, of them ever got. Right. And you'd have to sit through this moment. Um, but look, it's, that's, that was the job and that was the gig. And it was, you know, a lot of, a lot of fun. Those tours are really fun. We're on, we're out for ages. We're out for like six, eight weeks at a time. And, um, what eventually started happening is we, we, we created this on the road poker tournament. And so me and Heggy and, and Jimmy and Diggers and Holden, Money Mark Holden's actually a pretty good poker player. Mm-hmm. And we would just all sit around really? and we would end up. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have imagined getting... he had had a very good poker face. I would have thought oh, no, he would have good. probably known <laughs> about it. He's good. Holden's actually a he's a really decent decent man. Mark Holden's a very decent man, and um, we were just basically wherever accommodation we was staying at. I'd be like, "Do you have a conference room or something?" They're like, "Yeah." It's like, is anybody using it at nine o'clock tonight? And they went, "No." Nah. I'm like, "Great." And so we just roll into this conference room, and sometimes the overnight guys would be looking for something to do. And we said, do you guys mind opening a bar? Yeah, all right. And so we'd sit there in these. <laughs> seriously, I remember this one time. In, 
Yeah, we'd sit there in Perth and they'd occasionally, you guys want any drinks? Oh, yeah. And we'd just, you know, put it on the room, put it on the tab that you sign out anyway. And it was fucking great. We'd sit there just playing poker all night because there's, there's fucking nothing else to do really in Adelaide or whatever. So yep. it was great. <laughs> this is great. The game of poker, we need a full conference room to get this off the ground. We couldn't possibly do it in yeah. one of our own rooms. We need to commandeer an entire auditorium. It's a big table, Tommy. You need yeah, a big boardroom yeah. table. True. You know, true, yeah, we would get the we'd get the massive room where they have the you know the hair expo or something. We'd have the you know just <laughs> <laughs> a little boardroom. I love I love the idea table. of you booting out the hair expo. No, no, no. There's some important Australian Idol business ha- happening in here. I've got a full house, so everyone fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually pretty. It was it was actually really fun. And you know the people. What was great about that gig is the people that worked on that job. It often happens, and I'm sure you see it in comedy as well. Um, the people that orbited around that level of of show and the success that that show had have all kind of spun off and now some of those people have gone on to the people that sat around that poker table have gone on to be like the massive executive producer showrunners of humongous shiny floor shows and the fuckers are 10 years younger than me <laughs> you know? which those is great I was never letting heggy on the show because he fleeced them at a game of poker is that what you're saying Oh. That's that's that that's what I don't get about TV sometimes because it'll be like you know you'll see some gossip in the on the Daily Mail or whatever it's like oh this person on 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 uh, you know the what's the breakfast show on Channel Seven called again um, Sunrise. Sunrise be like oh, we're going to boot this person off Sunrise they're on a million a year but we're going to boot them and then it, let's let's cut to a picture of the executive producer it's like that guy's twenty two years old what the <laughs> fuck's happening don't don't worry he he's only been the executive producer for about ten days like yeah. the, the turnover <laughs> off camera on those gigs. <laughs> but that's everything, right? Like you, you have certain jobs that in your life where, you know, when you're younger, when you're in your early 20s, like everyone seems older than you. And like real estate agents is the classic one where it's like you have a rental inspection and you go, oh, fuck, the, the, the real estate agent's coming around. And it's like the guy turns up at the front door and it's like, this is a 21-year-old wearing a suit that doesn't fit. Like why am I, why am I fucking scared of this guy? Why am I dancing around yeah. this guy? Pretty yeah. brutal when you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fucking guy in a nineties BMW with a clipboard <laughs> telling you, you know, to clean up your house. Fucking grubby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Still lives with his parents, telling me how to live my life in my share house. Brutal stuff. Yeah, yeah. His his dad's his his, his last name's the same name on the the real estate agent's you know, billboard because <laughs> yeah. it's his dad's billboard. The guys we were speaking about before, you know, in a pink shirt and some and some hair, the yeah. face on a bus stop. Those guys showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, not, Osha, I wanted to great. ask you something. Um, now, when we get a guest on of uh, of uh, who we haven't had on before, someone of your stature, we'll do we'll do a bit of research. By which I mean, we'll go on their Wikipedia. And I, I've never thought to do this before, but I found something about you on your Wikipedia that is listed as need. It's citation needed. And I thought, yeah, this could be a good opportunity for us if we can get you to confirm this fact from your Wikipedia. Then we can be listed as the citation. That's like oh, a good wow. way. Yes. That's like a good way of us advertising the podcast is if we just start showing up in the footnotes of, of yeah. people's Wikipedia pages. Very appropriate. Kind of help us yeah. get the word out a little bit. Yeah. Next time we do a live show, we can you know we can say as seen on Osha Gunsberg's Wikipedia page. Exactly. It's not a bad credit for us. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So this is just a little factoid about you that yeah is, is on your Wikipedia. It's got citation needed next to it. Uh, it says Osher was active in the Brisbane band scene between 1994 mm-hmm. and 1997, playing electric yep. bass in Feebles Junkie and double bass in the Resin Dogs. Oh, the Resin Dogs! Correct. Is that true? Yeah, I I was. I played 
I played fretless and five string in uh, in feebles, and I played double bass in the f- uh, an early like I, they were they were resin dogs. It started as me, Catch, and Dave, just right. the three of us, just jamming, and there was a couple of other MCs. Lazy Gray was one of the MCs that joined us. Um, Shawnee B was another MC that joined us, and then um, they. We were just jamming and it became, we obviously realized that there was something pretty good going on. Obviously, Dave Atkins was my hero. He played in a band called Pangaea, which was mm-hmm. the band that Ben Eli from Regurgitator was yep. in. Yeah. And, and and famously, um, their manager gave, uh, they had the same manager and the, the cassette in the olden days, he gave the cassette to Warner Brothers and on one side it was Pangaea, on the other side it was Regurgitator and Regurgitator got the deal. Right. Oh, anyway, really? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the story. So anyway, Dave Atkins played in Pangaea and I, I love Dave Atkins. He produced one of my band's um, uh, CDs. We, we had a couple of CDs, my band Feebles Junkie and Dave Atkins produced one of the CDs. He knew I played double bass and so he called me up and said, hey man, you just come around and I'm drumming, catches DJing and I just couldn't believe it because like, I'm you know, a big fan of hip hop and I love I loved the sound, that kind of 90s sound that borrowed loops and and, and, and jazz record, bits of jazz records and hits and, and snare hits and, and trumpet hits and things like that and it was just amazing fun and so we used to do gigs at a place in Brisbane called Rick's Cafe and a place called the Zoo and we played at the Libid Festival as well which was super super fun um and then they ended up getting a far better bass player than me a guy by the name of Chris Chris Bosley and before Dwayne Johnson he was Chris the Rock Bosley because awesome. he was solid as a rock he was a human metronome and once they got Bosley on board they went to international success so okay. uh, getting rid of me was a very clever move because right. they went global as soon as I, I, I was. The yeah, I was anchor. excited to read that because the Resin Dogs were the first concert that I went to, and I was wondering, Get did, out. I see, did a young Tommy Dasilo see a young Osher Gunsberg ripping the bass up there no. at the uh, at the Vibes on a Summer's Day Festival opening for oh, Groove Armada and Jamiroquai, the first concert wow. I ever went to. Wow, yeah. I left the band right before that. Oh, damn. I left oh. the band right before that too. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Okay. They were so very is that good. enough they confirmation for Wikipedia or That's... do we need to get Yumi Steins and James Matheson to sign off on that as well? <laughs> How many sources no. does Wikipedia need? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is enough. This is enough. You should get on there and you should mark this down as truth and fact. Yeah, yeah. anyone listening, right. get on there. This is the citation. Yeah. You get credited. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe mention too that he plays the theremin while you're at it. Oh. <laughs> whack, whack that in Wikipedia. Okay. The, doesn't uh, okay. doesn't everyone play yeah. the theremin? Well, it's sort of everyone play, play the get the out theremin. of the party, isn't it? Just uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll play I the campfire. Play a bit of Wonderwall There's... on the theremin. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre Wonderwall. It was before Wonderwall even came out. I played ther- I played theremin in a Brisbane band called Full Fathom Five for a while. Mm. Was oh, really I fun. remember that band. Yeah. 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 I like that by Brisbane the end of this rad. podcast, that, that the music section of your Wikipedia at the moment is just that little bit that I read out. I like that by the end of this podcast, the music section of your Wikipedia could be longer than the television section of your Wikipedia. We yeah. just keep adding bands right, and instruments. <laughs> I played double bass for a country band called The Crying Skies. No G. It was an apostrophe. Crying. Crying. Yep. Crying Skies. Mm, great. Yeah, yeah. I played, uh, I played double bass in a country band called Crying Skies for a while. Uh, that was here in Brisbane. Proper country because we had 10 people. So you're not country unless you hit double figures. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was a lot of fun. You were, I remember yeah, you being yeah. a roadie for for millionaires and teddy bears. The, <laughs> yes. That dude who taught us all how to, to drive. I wanted to ask you about this. 
I wanted to ask you about being a roadie because we talked on the show last week. We had John Safran on and I wanted to read a review of his book and it was behind the paywall. So I had to subscribe to The Australian in order to read this interview, which when I was looking up stuff about you this morning, Osha, uh, there's an interview with you behind the paywall on The Australian. So I just wanted to once again mention that I'm that I'm getting that I'm using this subscription to The Australian to get to get facts about you being a roadie so that I can now I can claim this back on tax. I don't have to feel too bad about being a paid up subscriber of The Australian. But uh That's okay. But yeah, you uh, Yeah, I was a roadie. roadie. Yeah. Yeah. I was a, I was a roadie uh for a couple of different bands actually and um Millionaires and Teddy Bears was one of them. Um and yeah, it was wild. That I got that job because he was the driving instructor that taught Luke how to drive, <laughs> and uh, the keyboard player was a driving instructor that taught Luke how to drive. And I had failed my first driving test, and I'm like, "Well, this guy seems to know what he's doing." So I got the number of of Heggy, and um, yeah, he taught me how to drive. I failed my first one. They just did that. Then I don't know if they'd still do it, but they just made you fail for fuck all. I just right. come back next week. Give us some more money. Well, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't have anything in specific you did wrong. Well, I, I no, I did. I swerved to miss a dog that ran out. So, <laughs> so if you I had to hit the dog, you would have got your license. Is Probably, that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. This is nineties Queensland, Carl. At that point in time, in the nineties Queensland, it was like, mate, it's fucking roadkill. It's, fucking <laughs> it's like it's like Mario Kart. You get more energy if you hit, you run yeah. over the dog. Yeah, okay. You'll never fucking you'll never fucking survive out the back of Gundawindi if you keep swerving for wildlife, mate. Just fucking plough through it. <laughs> I, I ended up failing my, I ended up failing my driving test the first time twice because when I moved to America, um, and I got my driving license in California when I was living over there, I failed it the first time there as well. So as a thirty-two-year-old man, I failed my fucking driving oh. test the first oh, time. Jesus. So wait, this, shameful, mate. This guy from this band was your driving instructor, and then you end up becoming a roadie for that band through him becoming your driving instructor. Yeah, because I was, I he knew I we were talking. He goes, oh, what are you doing? I said, like, I haven't got a job at the moment. I was a roadie, but the band that I, you know, the band I used to work for, they've they've moved out of Brisbane. They've moved somewhere else, and I'm, you know, I was a lighting guy, and I, you know, I told him, you know, I used to run the lights and put the PAs together and stuff like that. And he goes, oh, my band's looking for a lighting guy, and that was it. Right, that was it. That's great. Well, I know you can drive. I'm sitting here next to you, watching you do it. That's that's all yeah. the proof I need. <laughs> yeah, you, you you switch. You know, it's seven o'clock. You put the high beams on. You must know your lighting. Okay, get in. Yeah. <laughs> knew what was up. I knew what was up. We didn't even get into the fact that uh, Osher was part of a um, a magical a magical part of uh, my life when we were we all stayed together in New York City about ten oh, years ago. Yeah. Um. Oh. And we That's had, right. This is like literally. This is the this is the first time I've seen both of you since that night. Yeah, in, I in wasn't. New York. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Yeah, that's no, right. You were at the you club later there. on. Yeah, I wasn't staying there. That's right. Yeah, you were at the club later on. But yeah, Dasilo was. Yeah, that was the first time I met you. It was a f- like fuck o'clock in the morning too, wasn't it? We yeah, yeah, we all we all stayed together in an Airbnb. It was us and Nick Cody, and we. We'd been out one night drinking. I think, Osha, you stayed with us for a couple of nights and then you were interviewing someone for maybe the project or something, so they'd put you up in a hotel. So yeah. us and Nick Cody had gone out drinking. We're walking around New York. I've lost our key, so we're now locked out of our Airbnb. We have to call the host to get a replacement key, but we can't get onto him because it's like the middle of the night. And there's a video where we're just killing time in a diner 
And so this is this is by about six a.m. by this point, isn't yeah. it? Like you this guys have a, been up yeah. all night. You're absolutely rooted. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I think we knew that we could go and kill some time at Osh's hotel when he woke up. But we're just we're just killing time. We're walking around the city, and there's a video of me having fallen asleep in a diner against the window, and you and Cody around the other side of the window, Heggy knocking on the window and waking me up, and it's me it's it's with good. the most startled look on a person's face that you could ever hope to see. Because I'm, yeah, I've been up all night. You know when you just drift into sleep after like being up all night and it's just like, it's just the deepest sleep and it doesn't matter that I'm sitting up and my head is against a window or whatever. I am just completely out and the shock of being woken up by tapping on the glass, realising that I've fallen asleep upright, I'm in another country, like it all, it's just all hitting me all at once. But uh, I guess we can repost that on the socials during the week. You know, it fucking hit me. This is this was a valuable lesson for me to just trust my first instincts because I didn't know you. I met you. Yeah. I thought this guy's a fuckhead. But then he has actually. <laughs> he's volunteered to be in charge of the key. He must know. He must be all right. He must know what he's doing. You didn't. You fucking lost it. Nah. Like the loser that <laughs> lost you the are. Key. Yeah. <laughs> but did, it wasn't the end of this story that you guys then walked around all night in New York City. You're so fucked off your head. You're so tired. And then it gets right to the end. And then Daslo puts his hand in his pocket and goes, "Oh, there's the key." <laughs> Isn't that what happened at the end? No, it was in the it was no. in the bar. We had to go back to the bar and get it. Like the, yeah. the owner let us in about ten a.m. or something. No, the key was lost, but it was refound the key was at gone. the bar. It's still yeah. out there. I remember somewhere. you guys rolling in because you needed somewhere to be, and I remember either you texted or you called, and you came into the hotel room, and I remember the. You guys, you showed me the video. I saw this video of Dasilo. Uh, I'll never forget it. And it's just you talking about it, then it reminded me. It took me back to that that moment. Um, and it was just, it was brilliant. I, I guess, you know, before before we go, I think it's important. We didn't really, we talk about this a little. Luke vaguely, vaguely mentioned it. But um, if there's, there's two things that I'm grateful that Luke is in my life for, it's someone to always ride a bicycle with, particularly a small fold-up clown bike. Because uh, I have one as well, but not quite, not quite as small as Luke's. But also someone to play Scrabble with. Uh, when Luke lived in, when we lived together in, in North Bondi, um, we must have played three games a night. There was a leaderboard on the wall. There was um, trophy word of the week that was the best. There was a trophy. Um, there was an all-time best score on the wall. We all got really, really deep into uh, Stefan Fatsis and the book Word Freak, which I highly, highly recommend. It's a very nerdy book about people falling down the rabbit hole of competition scrabble um we started we started going to scrabble clubs we started going to you know play away games against people we didn't know and there was one uh luke was writing as if you don't know luke is one man who loves a bit of adventure like a lot of fucking adventure before children um suck the the freedom out of your life go and have adventures and luke did a lot of adventure and one of those adventures was riding his bicycle um he's ridden his bicycle around south america around tasmania he was riding his bicycle around um new zealand and i said look i'm here for a couple weeks on holiday after australian idol season two come and hang out with me and he came out of this beach house and i think we played over the course of five days i think we played close to 48 yeah games of scrabble and I actually, I wanted to find the score sheet because it's here somewhere. I still have the score sheet, but we ended up, <laughs> oh, we ended up, and it's all in Luke's impeccably, uh, you know, previously mentioned very neat handwriting. We ended up no longer playing for, I'm just going to win this one. We started going, okay, all right, I'll play you for every reptile on the planet. Not aquatic ones, just land-based ones. Yeah. <laughs> you end up owning the sun and shit. 
like you know. I do. So <laughs> I won the sun in a game of Scrabble from Luke, but he won. Great. He won all all water on the earth, frozen and salty. Yeah. So wow. Go for some, don't shoot my fucking ocean, mate. I own that. You know. <laughs> yes. Go surfing fuck. today, like fuck you are. <laughs> fuck. Sometimes when you're gambling, you're saying, "Well, we're not playing for." For, you know, for sheep sheds or anything. Fuck, you were playing for a lot more than that. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I find this, again, I find this so funny. Like, the, again, the Luke Heggie you meet on stage where he's teeing off about vegans, he's teeing off about left-handed people, he's teeing off about whoever there is, any sort of small group in society. Yet, yeah. we f- we, yet, we, yet we find out that he plays the mandolin, he loves karaoke, he loves Scrabble, he rides a fold-up bike. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? You should be on, on stage teeing off on yourself, you freak. <laughs> I think that's why it's so funny. I think that's why I laugh so hard. I laugh so hard. When I'm at his shows, because it's like you fucking brick, you've got everyone here thinking <laughs> yeah. that you're upset at these strangers. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. Next thing we're going to find out, um... you are trained at Golier or something. That's another hidden secret. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he speaks fluent French. Don't just forget. Walk onto stage and go. So what else is going on? Speaks, <laughs> yeah. Speaks at speaks accentless French. Was in Paris with Luke right after the Man. birth of his um, eldest child. And uh, on the we're on a tandem on the tandem that he and his wife ch- followed the Tour de France around on. All right, so we're on this tandem. Oh, we're riding around through one. Paris. Yeah, we're on a tandem bike riding through Paris, which is f- <laughs> fucking amazing. And I'm riding on the back of a tandem with with Luke Heggie, which is also fucking amazing, right? And we're pulling into this like the catacombs. Like I don't know who the fuck planned this city, but they didn't do a very good job. And anyway, I'm, I'm so lost. And this person goes, "Excuse me, and he goes, "Oh, we." Oui. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he just speaks in perfect, perfect French, directing this this no. lost Parisian back to the main road. He's Sorry, gonna, he's going to shake it off like I've, it's not I've, happening. But I watched I've, him do it. I forgot about that. I'm adding that to the list. Mandolin, karaoke, Scrabble, fold-up bike has got French kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolute weirdo. <laughs> how's your um? How's your fasting going, Heggy? You, have you got a sick pack again? Oh uh, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I'm sort of. Yeah, I've, I've cheated a few times, but uh, yeah, it's all right. Just get used to it. Just eating, eating four hours a day. That's it. You can't eat. That's just. I think. I think that's not really fasting. That's just not being able to do any stand-up comedy. So not having money for food. It's yeah. not technically <laughs> fasting. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to that. But you can. I mean, I'm I'm used to it. It's fine. Eat one till five. Does it feel? Is it feel pretty good? So you you eat you. You eat when the kids eat, so the kids don't know that you're skipping lunch. Kids don't know you're skipping breakfast. Oh no, I'm skipping breakfast and dinner. I have um, lunch, big lunch, and then I have a five o'clock snack. Right. That's it. Is That's this right. is this just is is this just to try and get you know job number seventy six or what you whatever you're up to now to get into supermodeling? Is that what's <laughs> happening now? You're just trying to get your your beach bod for summer? No, I just sort of you can't exercise as much, so in lockdown, so I just eat less. I'm not working as much as I should and, you know, just eat less. It's fine. Do you want some kettlebells and shit? I've got like a, a bunch of weights sitting around here that you're more than welcome to borrow. Oh, no, I'm all right. Th- thanks, though. I'm all right. I fucking hate yeah, weights. I've, got some, I've got, some sandbag, got some sandbags you could fill up. You can get one to about 50 kilos if you want oh, to do the one, ones I travel why with. Why don't you just go to the down to the gym? They'd be still open in Sydney, wouldn't they? Just, just <laughs> rock on down there. Everything's, everything's fucking shut. 
Because there's, there's people dying in their, at home with lungs full of pus. I don't know if you realise, yeah. but things are fucking bad at the moment. Oh, I know they're bad down here. I just didn't know if they were as bad up there by the, by the look of your numbers no, up there. That's really, all. It's really, really bad. It's right. really, really bad. And, and no one's taking account and no one's got their hands on the wheel. And I'm, it's fucked. It's not great. It's not, hey, hey, we're all on Zoom. We know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all right. Well. well, that's the kind of note that we like to wrap these episodes up on. <laughs> Luke Heggie, Osher Gunsberg, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Heggie, people can check out your uh, podcast with Nick Cody, Mid-Flight Brawl. You've also got uh, a couple of your stand-up specials on your website, LukeHeggie.com, that people can check out. Yes, I do. Go do all want. that stuff. Yeah. We're holding a. We're also we're holding a food drive for Heggy so he can eat after six o'clock at night yeah. as well. So um, chip into that. <laughs> Excuse me, like he- Heggy's the of all the of all the stand up comedy comedians that I follow online. Like the moment lockdown was announced, the moment gigs got cancelled, everyone's like, "Oh, please donate to my Patreon. Oh, please follow me on Twitch. Oh, I've got yeah. no money." Blah, blah, blah. Heggy's yeah. like. I'll have to go swing a fucking hammer and do an actual job. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking takes care of his family. He knows what's up, man. He knows what's up. Yeah. Always has been. Yeah, uh, out there in the community, super spreading. Thank you, Luke Heggie. Ah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Osh. You've been very generous, and uh, these two should take a fucking lesson on how to be nice to me yeah. publicly. Well, oh, look, we we're, we're going to go out and find some new famous mates that like us. That's that's yeah. the lesson yeah. we're taking out of this. Fucking hell, must be nice. <laughs> I've got to say, like the first night I ever met you, Carl, I I, ne- I didn't know who you were. Like I I didn't put it together that you were from the podcast that I had listened to. Um, the first time I met you, I remember it was this, this really important gig for Luke and it was in New York and it was him and Cody and the, you know, it was this club. It was actually a pretty full club. It was actually really, really good. And Luke's getting ready to go on. He's getting ready to, and he kept interrupting and going, mate, can I just get up and do fine? Mate, can I just get up and do fine? <laughs> I remember that. Okay. And I wanted to jump Is in and go, I did. Yeah. It's a great Yes, bit. what you fucking did. It's always You good. wouldn't stop. It's always good. You wouldn't stop. And I'm like, mate, cut your fucking shit. This is a really important life. <laughs> Him. I didn't know who you were. I'm like, stop fucking with my friend here. Like, shit, shit the fuck down, mate. Yeah, I was pretty fucked off at you that first night. I didn't know oh, who really? you were. I'm like, don't, don't fucking throw him off his game. This is a big night for him. Man. See, I didn't have time to be playing silly buggers like that. I was guarding our apartment key with my life at that stage. Yeah. So I was like, couldn't afford any mental capacity to do anything else. Well, I, I just want to apologise to Osha, not to Luke, obviously, yeah. but to Osha for annoying him. But uh, no, I stand by what I did physically to Luke. I didn't it's want to funny. upset Osha. Though, so. It's a good bit. Yeah. Uh, Osha, thank you so much for joining us. We'd better let you guys go. It is, of course, lockdown in Sydney. And as you mentioned, Heggy's got another, he's been working through the pandemic. So he's probably got a shift at cotton on coming up later today yeah. uh, <laughs> in the Sydney lockdown. Uh, Osha, thanks for joining us. Uh, people can check out your podcast. You've got. Uh, better than yesterday, and you've got yeah. Australian Idols with James Matheson. Idol Australian, Idol Australian, Idol Australians with James Matheson. Four hundred episodes of Better Than Yesterday coming up um, on Monday, and I, I don't really quite know what to do about it. Like I probably should have recorded a big. Hey, it's four hundred, but I don't know what to do about that. Like I don't know. You guys have done this for a long, longer than me, but at some point, it's like you look back at this body of work and go. Oh, fuck, I guess I did make something. Yeah. Yeah. Ask these guys what they did for their 500th and get some tips oh, from that. Which, so. How did yeah, you celebrate yeah. your 500th episode, boys? Yeah, we uh, well, we organised a global pan- pandemic so we couldn't actually do it. And so we've been postponing it for about two years now. So that's what we did. We did fuck all. Ripper. Yeah. 
This Great. is a 571, and if you look back through our catalogue at the moment, it goes 498, 499, 501. So essentially, we're going to eventually we'll get to a point where it's like whatever, 589, 500, 590. It's it's yeah. It's good. It's good. To I would. So I'm, I'm not too. I'm not too to confident th- about that, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward Maybe. to five. I'm looking forward to five ninety nine, and then five hundred, six hundred, yes. six hundred one. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's double the way header. Live double header. We're actually the plan is to do five hundred, six hundred, and seven hundred just in case, just in case we get another strain <laughs> down the track. So, Bacon. Yeah. yeah, we will. Yeah, and it's probably a good idea. Uh, mask up. Wash your hands. Be kind to each other. Give your neighbours some dinner if you can. Absolutely. Um, Lovely. Yeah, Not me. Awesome. Do I need dinner. Look after yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Except unless you're Heggy. Unless you're Heggy, because he'll be fasting. Come around with an empty say... Tupperware container for Heggy. That's yeah. what's going to agree with yeah. his diet. All right, guys. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, mate. See you, mate. And they've done it again. Mm. They've done it again with Heggy, and they've done it for the first time with Osha. That's right. First time guest, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Great of him to uh, say yes to it. Doesn't really know us apart from, um, you know, having having stayed with me in an Airbnb nearly ten years ago. Well, um, well, well d- yeah. I mean, that's what I was, would have said. Doesn't really know us, but you know, by the end, just just the bit that we've just heard. Then when he sort of arcs up, I'm like, <laughs> oh, you've got a bit of a you've got a bit of a dislike of me here going on. <laughs> this is what's been going on here. He really Where kept I'm, that hidden for uh, yeah, fifty five minutes or so. I thought. I mean. Yeah, if I was him, I, I might have thought, "Hey, my first time on the show. Maybe I'll come. I'll, I'll bring that one out out of the gate. I'll, I'll open with yeah. that." But um, no, he yeah. did a pretty good job but to. Yeah. Look, in hindsight, in hindsight, looking back, when we first started talking, and he popped out very early on. He popped out a, oh, Chandler, fucking this and that, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> okay, because I'm literally like he tells that story at the end. I have no memory of that yeah, happening. I came into this bit. episode. I come into this episode not remembering I've met Osha. I right. don't. I don't. I don't remember meeting him. Right. Right. Um, so that is funny that I don't remember this bloke who's massive, but he remembers me as a cunt, and he's well, he's kept that with him for like ten years. But but even that, I mean, you know, it, there's you know, there's there's plenty of people out there that have a story about like you know meeting Carl Chandler and you know not not necessarily taking to him. But in defence of you in this story, your great crime of Someone's about to do this big gig and you're going, can I get on and do five? That's funny. Yeah. That's not like... That is funny. I wouldn't even say that's... that's <laughs> not, I mean, Osha doesn't know how, how well he's gotten off there. That's not even you really being a cunt. That's just a funny bit. No. And also, I wasn't doing it to him. I was doing it to fucking Heggy, <laughs> who was fine with it. Well, I think that's the issue. As we heard in the episode, he's got such a deep love of Luke Heggy that, yeah. uh, you know, he just seeing you, you know... You sort of like coming in between him and his like his big break, his big break in yeah. New York City. He was that's <laughs> it, the big the big break where if Luke Heggie, if I hadn't have said that to Heggie, he was going to be on Saturday Night Live as a as a regular player. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I blew it for everyone. And you know, look, not to it's like whatever. It's a funny story, and he and he told it well. But you know, in the story, he's like, ah, oh, you know, they were there, him and Nick Cody, they were doing the Split Bill show, and the room was packed. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we were there. We're there to make up yeah. numbers. <laughs> I mean, look, better better of a crowd than we could have pulled at the time, for sure. And we weren't, you know, we weren't on there doing any kind of our own gig like that. So, you know, whatever. But, like, let's just, 
let's just make it a, a historically factual story. It's, yeah. it's not like the <laughs> people weren't like hanging from the rafters, like you know, yeah. begging for a ticket out the front or anything like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember and it being I, a good I, show and, and a fun time, but yeah. On, t- on top of that, of you saying it was just a funny thing to, to say, it's like, yeah, I, di- I didn't quite hear the story the first time around properly. He tells that story. I didn't realise he was attributing it to me, and I'm like, oh, that's, a fu- that's funny. Who said that? Oh, me. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's like a – that's just a funny bit to do to anyone. That's like a – you know, that's a, that's a well – that's a classic, just going mm, up to someone yeah. before a big important thing and asking if you can get on. Yeah, absolutely. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for reminding me. I show that was that's a good bit. I'll use that again. <laughs> He's done it again. <laughs> I did but, the opposite. This didn't. I thought this might come up when we had him on the show, but um, friend friend of the show, recent friend of the show, Ben Knight. Um, one of the kind of the first times I properly hung out with him, I was hosting a gig and he was waiting to go on, and the act before him was on, and I turned to him and I said, <laughs> "Did you want to? Do you want to hop up?" And he just didn't he just didn't know how to handle it. Like he didn't he didn't know that I was kidding. He just the look on his face where he's like, But I I'm on. Like I'm on next. And I'm like, No, I know that's why I that's why I said it was to be funny. Yeah. So thank God Osha wasn't around to witness that one or I would have been yeah, yeah. fucking hung out to Yeah, I don't know what so he would have ma- What would he have made of that though? I think he would have been thoroughly confused. <laughs> You <laughs> would have been worse than ninety. Why? Yeah, but totally. Why? Totally. Also, but, I, d- um, I do like the. F- I do like it's. It's very much our version of. Um, you know, we we get this. We get a guest on for the first time. It's very us that we're like. Yeah, what's Luke Heggy like? Like not like <laughs> what's 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 hosting the biggest shows of the last fifteen years? Yeah. Like you yeah. know, Australian Idol. No, no questions about that. No questions about the Masked no. Singer. No questions about the Bachelor. No mentions of any of them. Even V, I sort of tried to. I was going to try and get in there. I mentioned James Matheson and Yumi Steins, uh, but yeah, no deeper than that. Uh, and uh, what's what's Heggy like? Oh, yeah, okay. He's yeah. a good bloke, is he? Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe maybe one day, you know, maybe we can have him on again someday and ask all yeah. those questions. Ask, oh, what's it? Nah. Oh, you host the bat. What's it like being around hot chicks? Tell us about that. Yeah, but no, I think in another ten years, so then he can be he can recount the story that I talked to him for an hour and sort of bagged his fucking best little mate. So yes. yeah, I'll be in. Yes. I'll be in. The, I'll, there you go. I'll be in the. I'll be in the doghouse for that next time. I reckon. <laughs> Uh, but yes, thanks to Osher. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks great for, fun. Uh, taking time out of your day. So, someone who has definitely got many, many better things to do than talk to us, and uh, is a very busy man. We had to um, find a tiny little hole in his schedule, and so mm-hmm. very generous of him to give us that time that he had. Yeah. Um, also, like I, I do like the fact that he's got um, you know the Bachelors. Is it just about? Is it finished now? I guess it's just finished. But the the Masking is on. Is yep. about to start on yep. TV, but I do like it when we get, you get a guest of a certain profile where they're like, "No, nah, I'm not really going to bother plugging this on this thing. It's <laughs> right, really right. not going to make much of a difference." So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of anyone listening, like the, the idea of someone rolling the dice on the masked singer just because they heard the host on this podcast. I wonder yeah. how many people there are like that out there that are just like. Didn't think it was for me, but, you know, if he's been on Dumb yeah. Dumb, I'll go against I, the sort of entertainment I usually like and I'll give this show a crack. I like the idea that someone on here 
just doesn't even watch TV. They just listen to podcasts, listen mm. to our podcast, and they go, okay, well, that guy was all right. Okay, I'll give this, I'll give this show a go. Watches, watches the Masked Singer for the first time ever, and every guess is, is that Luke Heggie <laughs> under the fucking, under the scallop mask? Yeah, Is that yeah, Luke yeah. Heggie under the lamington mask? It, it must be. Like, fucking, Osha loves him so much, he's got to have got him on this show. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've sort of, like, we, we've kind of tried to have Osha before in the past, and the timing's never quite worked out, and thank God we hadn't had him until now, because, of course, last year while the Masked Singer was on, they had an outbreak of um, of COVID on the on the show. Like they had to, they all had to go into isolation for like a week because someone on the show got COVID nineteen. And thank God Osha wasn't already a friend of the show at that point because otherwise the socials would have been flooded with oh the dum dum curse. Nah. It, shut, it shut down the nah. last singer. <laughs> we never well, would have heard the end of it. <laughs> hey, big big news. Actually, you know, you mentioned live shows at the top of the show, uh, Tommy. But big news about re. The Dum Dum Curse. Yeah, the Great Australian Podcast Festival has been cancelled for uh, this year, next year, whatever it's called. Well, sort of cancelled. They're going to try it again next year. So, if you had tickets to the Great Australian Podcast Festival, our show originally it was supposed to be. I don't know when it was. It was supposed November to be something, right? November or something. I think there was already a soft cancellation and postponement. We got told it was going to be in March next year, and before that even got made official. Now it's off. So, um, yeah, look, you'll get your, your refund from that. But um, we were going to go down and play the Palais Theatre. So hopefully that all happens again. We, you'll have to buy your tickets again next year if that gets up and all that sort of stuff, which I'm sure it will. Yep. Um, At this point, though, fingers it, crossed you and I can uh, have the Palais be in the radius that we're allowed to travel to. So we can just walk mm. down on that date and just kind of do a little lap around the block and then head home. That might be, I mean, well, if that's all we can do at that point, that'd be fucking great. Look, if you don't want to get a refund on, on your ticket, we'll go down and put on a show on the front steps. <laughs> so whoever wants to yeah, we'll come just down in on that, that day. in that rank park next to the theatre in yeah, front of yeah, Luda yeah. Park, that fucking disgusting park. What, yeah, what about that? We'll, we'll get a bit of Barla's next door, get a bit of that, um, oh, yes. whatever it is, Malaysian Malaysian food, get a, a bit of like... The curry, uh, I don't half, know if it's still yeah, there, third, but... Third, third veggie curry, third meat curry and a bit mm. of rice and uh, get, and bring it over to the um, to the shitty park with all the dog shit and rubbish on it and um, we'll we'll sit around in a circle have a, and, and talk a bit of shit. So, um, yeah. yeah, see you down there on that day. Yeah, yeah. I know people are going to hold us to that now, but um, <laughs> yeah, there'll be a few people next um, to us doing nangs and uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that'll be good. Um, get on the old 96 and go down there um, mm-hmm. and go, go for a beer at the ESPY straight after. That'll be good. Well, that would be um, good, Yes, speaking of that, we, um, yeah, we don't really have anything to update. Just, you know, thank you to everyone. Uh, that's got tickets to the sold out Brisbane shows because we ha- we we're currently just you know we haven't given you a new date yet because things have been happening obviously um, but as soon as we know anything as soon as the coast is clear as soon as everyone gets vaxxed up um, and we know what the world is is going to be like down our end of the world at the very least we'll we'll let you know and give you a new date um, I would imagine next year early next year so um, yeah I would and same with same with Perth. Uh, that hasn't been officially postponed yet, but um, we're just waiting on a on a date that works for us as well. So that's all going to be 2022. Let's be honest. So yep. um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a logjam of shows. I hope early next year. Mm. But yeah, I mean, if you're listening, uh, get the vax. Look it up. Get the vax. They haven't done yep. the best job of uh, making it easy to do, 
but there's enough resources out there at the moment. There's like a website where you can find appointments pretty easily. So if you've been putting it off, get it done. Yeah. Get it done, I reckon. Yeah. I'm I'm actually getting notifications on my phone right now where I'm fighting with anti-vaxxers, uh, so That's I'm very good. tempted to sort of to sort of um, just just check them and argue back while we're talking here. But I, mm-hmm. I better be professional. Do some live um, on the air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just ring them up. Get them on Facetime now. Um, well, speaking we of uh, speaking of dumb cunts peddling misinformation, do we have anything for talking Gibbo this week? Uh, no, not too much. I'm just, you know what, I, I, you know what I worried about. I, you know, we've talked about. I started up an uh, Instagram account for a Bell Gibson official. Yep. And uh, been <laughs> having a bit of fun on that. Yep. Just, just plucking out, plucking uh, out um, yeah. pictures off off Google images, writing some dumb captions. I was having a good look at the comments yesterday, and there are a yes. lot more people than I thought were in there. Like I hadn't checked it for a few days, and then in that in that time frame, a lot yep. more. Genuine gullible people have gotten on yes. board and thought that it's, it's a real start, account. It's starting to pay off. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think. I thought I'd gone too hard on the. Uh, this is obviously a parody account. Yeah, and then uh, no, good, great. Yeah. I I thought I would have had to go a lot softer and more realistic, but I've gone, you know, pretty pretty broad, pretty dumb, and there's still people on there thinking either thinking it's really her or yep. thinking that it's a normal person making reasonable arguments. Right, and the, but there's a lot of people that are like, I mean, yeah, it stands to reason that if you were hooked in by Bill Gibson to begin with, you also would mm. be easily hooked into an obviously fake Instagram account of her. Well, they're not. It's not even hooked into believing it's her. It's more hooked into, well, it, it is, I guess, but like it's 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 not like someone's believing what I'm saying and going, oh, I want to do what you're doing. They're believing I'm really her. Right. Whilst being a parody of her and being abusive towards me. <laughs> yep. Yep. What's, lot, what's like the... Lot, um, me, me, saying, me saying sausage... I've got new sausage rolls that, that, that cure lymphoma or whatever. Yep. And um, lymphoma. And uh, them going, that's not true. It's like, no fucking shit. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm... I'm copying a lot of that at the moment. So what's the, um, what's the grand, what's the ultimate aim here? Other than, you know, a big part of it is we want to smoke her out. We, you know, we want yeah. this to, we want this to sort of lead to us being able to get in touch with her direct. But yeah, is there any other, is there any other goals for the account or is that just it? I would, I would love to be quoted in an article. Yes. From saying Bell Gibson, you know, Daily Mail article. Oh, Daily Mail latest, would be great. Yeah. Yes. The latest news on her, something, something. Oh, and she's on Instagram. Here's what she's <laughs> saying on Instagram at the moment. I'd love to be quoted on Daily Mail. The camera doesn't seem to work on her phone because she's only ever posting <laughs> pictures of herself from the first page of Google Images from like five years ago. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean that's where the Daily Mail find their pictures, so well, I don't think they'd yeah. probably yeah, get yeah, that yeah. weirded out. Cut from the same cloth. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I'll I'll uh, I'll do my best. I'll I'll try and think of some something that can enrage the people a bit more and and get a bit more get a bit more of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I do think there's there's definitely more scale to go a bit more anti-vax. I think and and. Uh, and uh, get a bit of those people attracted. Get the. I mean, that's what the real Bell Gibson should be doing. She should be getting out there as an anti-vaxxer at this point. Surely, that's that's the next incarnation. Uh, yeah. I mean, not so much full anti-vax, but more like she has. She's found her own thing that is 
as good, if not better, than the Vax. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, right. Like, not, not like yeah. she's going, like, don't get it. But, I'm, I mean, mm. essentially that would be what she was saying. Like, a more like a parallel thought to that, which is, hey, yeah. if you're scared of the needle, you don't need to get it because I've, you know, make this fucking smoothie and then that's going to, yeah. that's as effective. One of those ones, one of those, anti, the anti-vaxxer you have when you're not an anti-vaxxer where they go, hey, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but... I'm just anti the vax, and I want to take something else instead. Do this instead of the vax. Yeah, like when Trump was telling mm. people to drink bleach, like that kind of you know yeah. he he was yeah. never saying like don't get vaccinated. He was like saying mm. just do this because it's easier and better. Not a lot of people like to be called what they are. That's the thing. Like they, they don't <laughs> like they don't like being called anti-vaxxers. Like pedophiles don't like being called pedophiles. They're just like. You know, I've got a thing for much, 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 much younger people. Yeah, um, they they do like to dress it up a little bit. So yeah, um, yeah, they're not they're not. If if whenever I see someone actually call themselves an anti-vaxxer, I'm like, whoa, watch out! This person is fucking right into it. Well, my favorite one is like the people that are like have the march where they're like we're anti-lockdown, and it's like yeah, everyone's anti-lockdown. Like no one, mm. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> no one's loving it. It's like we're just yeah. Yeah, we're just. Co- I'm not. I'm not pro lockdown. I'm not like this is fucking awesome. I'm just doing it because it's it's what you got to do. Like, yeah. And also, we we noticed that you're anti lockdown by the fact you're outside right now. You didn't <laughs> need to fucking tell us. <laughs> All right, should we get going with? Uh, of course, the Patreon. If you head to Patreon.com/slash Little Dum Dum Club, you can get two bonus episodes of the show every week. Uh, special guests always dropping in on them, little mini episodes where we have a lot of fun. They're a bit looser than the main eps. We, uh, yeah, we've been tending to get a little bit, a uh, little bit loose-lipped recently behind the paywall. But there's a huge catalogue of them there now. There's like 160 of them. So if you're bored in lockdown, you want extra stuff to listen to. Uh, if you've got a favourite friend of the show, they've they've probably been on there at some stage in the yeah. last uh, year and a half that we've been doing them. So check them out. Um, but also, as part of your subscription, you go into the draw to get thanked in this little segment right now. Mm. And uh, also, it, it might attract you to get in there if you're a big old dobber because we've had a few of them recently. So um, mm. uh, we had another one the other day. Did we? So, um yeah, yeah, someone dobbing us into someone that we talked about on the show, so, oh. yeah. Do I know a, about this? Did we you, talk about this yet, offline? I don't think we did. I don't okay. think we did. Yeah. Fuck so, it, So, um, we got, we got dobbed in on um, on Twitter the other day by a little, a little bitch. Oh, no, I know that so, one. I, I sent you that one, I think. Oh, okay, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Then okay, yes. no, I did see that one. Dobber's Delight. Yeah. David yeah. Dobbins. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, real slice of heavenly no. bit of dobbing. Yeah, <laughs> slice of hell for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 crack into it. Um, thank you to everyone who subscribes, but particularly, let's make a you know real specific thank you to to these however many people we do today. Mm. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber first cab off the rank Matt Jewel. Oh, the That's jewel right. in the crown. That's it, J E W E L L. The way to do it, like the pre. So yeah, I was going to ask, was is it like the, uh, the the precious stone or the uh, the vape brand? Oh, no. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, there's a brand of vape called a Jewel. I think that's J U U L. Oh no! I've, cool. I've, either I've way, got very. Oh, someone's been reading fucking <laughs> Saffron's book from last week. <laughs> Are you um got it right here? Got it right here. Oh, um, 
I, 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 you know what? I, I have, a, I have in my to do list. I do, oh, I try and do every day. My to do list. I have um, read fifty pages of a book every day. So I devoted fifty pages to uh, to old Safro. Today. Oh, nice. So nice. Um, fifty in. But uh, are you a? Are you have you ever been a any form of a vapor? No, I've tried it like once, and it made me quite sick. Uh, because I, you know, I don't smoke. I've never smoked like I. So I just all of that stuff. I just find pretty unenjoyable. But there was a point where a lot of my friends were doing it because a friend of ours went to New York for their honeymoon and this was like, I don't think you could get vapes here yet, but they were like pretty rife in the States. So she bought like heaps of them and came back with them for all of our friends. So there was like a red hot, this was like, there was like a month window where all my friends were super into vaping right before like, Teens started dying of it in the States and then like that exact (laughs) model that they all had became like illegal over there. So there was like, there was this beautiful like carefree month where all of my friends were just vaping up a storm because they were like, Haggard's this, it's better for you than smoking. Ah, this is really, really good. And And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this thing is illegal now. So I guess we'd better... I guess we'd better stop. Yeah. And now they all kind of gave yeah. it up. But I, I tried it once in that um in that uh in that glorious month and yeah, I had a fucking coughing fit. Like a real cliche. Taking a big old puff and then hacking up a lung. So mm. no, not for me. What about you? No, no, not at all. I mean you know, I'm like you. I'm I'm a non smoker. I have never, you know, smoked regularly. I because of that, I, I don't know if you've copped the same thing as me, but because you don't smoke you tend to get zeroed in at at parties or when you're out or whatever. I used to have people like mates go, "Oh, you don't smoke. I've never seen you smoke. Have a smoke." And then you'd go, "Okay." And then I'd have a smoke. And then they'd be like, "Check it out. Fucking Jill's having a smoke. Come <laughs> right. over and have a look at this. Have a look at this. He's having a smoke." But because you're out pissed and whatever, it would end up being the same people that would just forget that they've seen you smoke at another time. And it's like, check out this guy. And I wasn't doing anything fucking crazy. Like, I wasn't smoking it extra well or extra yeah. bad. I'm sitting there fucking lo- letting some fucking leaves burn in my mouth. Yeah. And going, oh, yeah. And them going, are you enjoying that? And me going, not, not really. really. Yeah. I'm really just doing it for you. <laughs> it's it's just, I, I, you know, this is a very, like, easy point to make. But it's just so funny to me that anyone gets hooked on it because the amount that you, like, it's everyone the first time they have it, it's awful. The amount that you have to do it to get to the point where, you're enjoying you like you really have to force yourself through it for so yeah. long to get to a point where it's taken hold and you don't find it utterly disgusting uh, anymore. But no, I, I've I've never really had that experience. I think maybe this might be a slight age gap thing where I think in those ten years the tide the tide's kind of turned by the time I'm like early twenties. Sure. Where like mm. yeah, not I mean I I had friends. Still have friends who smoked, but like not probably not to the same extent that it would have been when you were like twenty, right? Yeah. Like, and for sure, yeah. It's it's hard to imagine even ne- like now it's hard to imagine like a group of twenty year old friends with like you know people in the mix that are just like fucking mad for the smokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, I could almost believe it a little bit more now because it's like no one smokes. It's like you know what? I'm going to be the one guy that smokes. That'll be cool. <laughs> there's a, it I is mean, there's weird. A, when you, there's, yeah, there's a couple of people when, in my group of friends who smoke, and it's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, I mean, there are comics that smoke, aren't there? Who who are the comics that smoke that we know? Hmm. I'm just trying to think. Does 
Lomas smoke or did he give it up? I'm pretty sure he's given it up. I know Harley smokes. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, he smokes. I can't think, think of who, who else. I'm trying to think of who, when we're at gigs, who goes out for a smoke. Mm. There's not many. Yeah. Harley. Mm. Blakey looks like he should smoke, but he doesn't. Um, he probably yeah, would. I mean, he probably smokes when he's pissed, though, right? Maybe. I guess the other thing is, fuck, how much are packets of smoke these days? Like 40 bucks or something? No wonder we don't, you know, our mates that do open mic comedy don't smoke because <laughs> they can't, you know, they need to do about 10 gigs to afford a pack. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, maybe, and maybe this is just like, you know, lockdown brain fog talking, but it's like, it's genuinely hard for me to remember at this point, like, you know, saying like, oh yeah, when was the last time I was at a pub? Like, who was out in the beer garden with me having a cigarette? It's like... My brain can't even conjure up images of that at the moment of <laughs> just like yeah. being at a being at a venue. But um but yeah, we we've we've gotten wildly off track because mm. this man isn't named after a vape, he's named after a uh yeah. A precious stone. Matthew precious Jewel gem. hanging out there mm. in a fucking Aladdin's cave, just having a great old time. Yeah, just um just being just nestling in the belly button of a belly dancer. Just yes. <laughs> making her look even more exotic than what she already is. Yep. Um, yeah, fuck, we are wasting the surname Jewel quite a lot by talking about something, talking about a vape <laughs> that's, that, that getting onto a vape then turning it into cigarettes. Surely, what's he copped at school? Jewel. Mm. Just Jewel, Jewel the Nile, Jewel. The family jewels. Um, that's good, of course. Yep. Yes. At high school, once people learned that phrase, it must have been all over for, for me. Oh. As soon as you get home, as soon as you go home, there must have been people begging, can we stay over tonight? What for? Oh, just because we feel like it? Okay. Walk in the door. Well, here they are, the family jewels. <laughs> <laughs> awesome then, if he's got like got? a real aggro dad who's like just, then he's like, what the f- fuck did you say to me? Just beats the <laughs> shit out of Matthew's friend right in front of him. Yeah. He's heard it his whole it's life. Like, what, He's sick of it. What the, f- what the fuck did you say? Well, to be fair, Dad, you have got your dacks around your ankles. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, yep. my dick and balls are hanging out. So, okay, I'll cop this one. The family jewels are only um, – they're only male genitalia, aren't they? It's only like dick and balls. That's it a good point. It's, is, it, is, it yeah. a, is it mixed gender? Can it refer to a – can it refer to a beautiful pussy as well, or is it only, that's is it an, only a dick? That's and balls? an excellent. That's an excellent point. Hang like I'll, I'll that Google is it. weird. That is that is very weird that that it is like that. It's only men and not women because it's not like either the balls, either of the balls or the dick, particularly resemble any form of ruby or sapphire or anything half yeah. decent. Whereas well, <laughs> that looks yeah. more like a. Oh, how good is this? There's a. The first thing that comes up when you Google Family Jewels, there's a there's a, cr- a there's a jewelry shop called the Family Jewels. Yeah, great. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, what is fa- yeah, yeah, it's only male genitals. That now that would be a, that would be a great thing if you you um sold, you could sell the Family Jewels, and it is literally a dildo made of diamond that you could just stick up yourself. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm trying to find in the market for for a 12 inch diamond (laughs) that you can stick up your ass. (laughs) Yeah, it's just um, it's just the testicles. Oh, it's not not even counting the dick. No. 
Wow. It's just the nads. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. But because, yeah, a dick doesn't really look like too much of a jewel in any way. Not that balls do. Not the balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but of course Matthew is all across this. He's he's listening. He's like, "Yeah, guys, I fucking know. I get it. I've lived with this if, for my entire life. I know that it's on the testicle." <laughs> what if you just you propose to someone with a real testicle shaped stone on a ring? Mm. Just went there. You go. Just like it's hey, it's the most precious jewel I could think of. Yep. You know, um, I would I would. Uh, it's the most precious jewel I've got. Mm-hmm. And it's just a sweaty old ball sack <laughs> that you yeah, have to wear on your that's like all hairy and wrinkly. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Matthew. And you and she, and she jumps in the ocean and comes out, and it's significantly smaller. Yes. There she, we go. She gets out. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thanks, Manny. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Michelle Lucas. Okay. All right. Mm. Bit, right. thrown. bit thrown, bit thrown, mm. bit thrown. I mean, yeah, the Lucas family. You you Where do you go? You go George Lucas, Star Wars, oh. or you go mm. Matthew Lucas, Little Britain. Uh, oh yeah, oh Matthew, you're being very formal with him. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know him. Right. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you do with all people you don't know? Yeah. Yeah. Just it feels. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to call Matt's like a nickname. I'm not going to. Right. Know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm. That I'm tight with the Little Britain boys. So when you're talking about the, the famous saxophonist, do you call him Kenneth G? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. no, I'd have to check his yeah. birth certificate. I mean, he might have Kenny on his birth certificate, so. Right. Okay. Case, and yeah, um, to... Achey Breaky Heart by William uh, Lee Cyrus. <laughs> sure. Ray Cyrus. William Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Just go formal with everyone. Sure. Yeah, that's a great. If you were like a, if you're a DJ, if you're a radio DJ, that would be a great hook. Only full yeah. names, formal full names on the air yeah. when you're announcing all the songs. Un- until until they come in the studio and do an interview, until you know them. Yes. You'd be like, this is how my mum raised me. Yeah, that's as right. As, if Kenny G, Kenneth G, if you want to come into the studio, you can now be, you can be Kenny G after that. But until right. then, I don't I don't know you from, from Adam. And so, so you're staying Kenneth G. Yeah, and so what's great about that is um, – if you're then, if you're listening, you, you know you probably don't listen to someone's radio show like all the time. Of course, you miss episodes from time to time. But you're in the car, you're listening, and you know I'm DJing, and I'm like, okay, here it is. Uh, you know this one's coming up um, by Billy Joel, and you're listening. You're like, oh wow, Billy Joel must have been on the show. Mm. You know what I mean? You you can just yeah. You didn't hear the yeah, interview, yeah, but yeah, it's like, yeah, wow, yeah, good yeah. for him. He had Billy Joel yep. on the show at one point. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> last week, this time last week, it was it was William Joel. Yeah. yeah so something's happened. He's yeah. been in there. And Fuck! How did I miss that? It happened in the last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he promote that it was happening? <laughs> yeah, and I, I like the idea that you you really want to hear the the interview when it happens because the whole time it's like he's going. So Billy, I mean, who you know who did start the fire? Then if yeah, you didn't yeah, yeah. start the fire, who did start it? And he's answering, and then you're like, um, "So that you're you're the piano man? How did how mm-hmm. did that how did that happen? When did yeah. were you a piano boy to start with? Yeah. When did you become a piano man? Did you fuck someone <laughs> on top of the piano? And then you're like, "Wow, I'm a real piano man now." And by the end of the interview, you feel like you've gotten to know him, and then. You're just waiting for that 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 bit right at the end where the, where he stops saying and and what about this, William? So by the end he goes, 
Well, thanks very much for coming in, Billy Joel. And you go, wow, they're friends. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Heard the, I heard the bit when they became friends. Or I like better these interviews, and the, the artist doesn't know this, but they come in. These interviews aren't even being recorded to go to air. They're just conversations that I'm having so that I feel right. more, <laughs> so that I feel comfortable using the slang version of their name when I'm back right. announcing their songs. So it's just me going like, Billy Joel, folks, he was in here last week. God, we had a good chat. <laughs> Wish you could have heard it, right. but uh, it was just for yep. me. It was just for me to be able to do my job a little bit more effectively. So you, uh, in this in this world, you're the <laughs> you're the DJ imagining yep. that the listeners will be annoyed at you unless you meet the person first. Uh, no, it's just how I was raised. So. Right. Okay. I'm incapable of doing it. Oh, you you're now doing it for your mum who's listening to the show. I'm doing it for my well, it's not even it's not even that I assume she's listening. It's just it was so drilled into me that I'm, right. you know, that I can't you know, I'm, pow- well, I like I'm powerless. That. I like that it. better. I like the idea that that you're the DJ thinking your mum's listening to every second you're on air. Right. So you you you're making up these relationships with with um saying you're saying Elton John and it's like and, and your mum's ringing up going Wow, you you met Reginald Dwight, did you? Because why would you call him such a weird slang otherwise? That's right, Mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came into 3BO here at uh, yep. Bendigo Radio Station. He came in. We hung out. Yeah, and, um, and embarrassingly, we went to the Big like, Bendy Water Park, and um, we went down the slides together, and we were quite good friends by the end of it, and that's why I called him Elton but, uh, yep. on air. Mum's always calling, and embarrassingly enough, I just always end up putting her to air because I don't know that it's her when she calls through. So listeners yep. are just hearing me being berated on the air every day. Like, <laughs> fuck, thought this was someone calling up for the comp- for the secret sound. Now I'm getting yep. dressed down by my mum live on the air. Yeah. Fucking yep. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for, for daring to call her Madonna instead yep. of Louise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was this person's name again? <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> Michelle Lucas. How did we oh, get there? Oh, yeah, right. Lucas. The uh, the Lucas oh, surname. Yeah. yeah, George Lucas and then it turned into Matt Lucas. Oh, Matt, that's right, Matthew, Matthew Lucas. Matthew okay, Lucas there we go. There we of go. Little Bretagne. Fuck, we're off the rails today. Mm. Um, yeah, Michelle Lucas. Fine. Yeah, look good, sturdy. I, I think Michelle is in the top 30% percentile of... Um, of female names, in my humble opinion, definitely. Michelle is. Yeah, Michelle, definitely. Mm. Yeah, it's a good one. Solid. Yep. Yeah. You go with that. Top. Yep. Top thirty. Top twenty. Well, you, yeah. I mean, you, it's, where it's, do you? It's certainly, you know, it's it's as with all these things, it was like there was one of the most attractive girls at my school. Oh, there Michelle. we go. So it's just you there know, we go. You're always going to have a that's 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 going to dictate how you feel about a name for the rest of your life. That's it. And what was uh, what did Michelle look like, Tommy? What was her what was her deal? Blonde. Um, yeah, you know this is. There we go. I don't want to think about. Got this my too motor much. running this already. Like, well, this is primary school, so I don't want to think about this. You know, too much. Well, you you know, <laughs> you th- your memory is not of them now. Looking back, it's when you're the same age. It's fine. Back then, I thought you she was a dog, uh, but I've come around to it in yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> you, do you do you honestly do you think that when you were six year old, you you you're ashamed of your pedophilia past because you were attracted to a six year old when you were six? Is that what's happening here? 
Yeah, so when I was eight, I didn't want to find anyone attractive because I was like, one right. day this will be dodgy. So it's yeah. probably better yeah. for me to just be <laughs> completely asexual until the age of 18 and then I'll start that to is... be turned on by people. <laughs> that's that, that's a good character. That's a that's good, good funny yeah, character. Yeah, that's good. The the little kid who's petrified of, of being a pedo- pedophile, so yeah. refuses to be attracted to anyone under the age of eighteen. Yeah, but even yeah. though you're six. Yeah, I quite like that. I really quite like yeah. that. Doesn't just like going in, going in for school, like PE, and like closing his own eyes, yes. like not looking at anyone. Yeah, because I don't um, want to create a memory that I might think back on when I'm twenty yeah. and be aroused by, and then I'll be in deep trouble. I don't even want to look yep. at my own dick until I'm 18. Yeah. Because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is good stuff. This is good stuff, I reckon. <laughs> well, thanks, Michelle, for um, creating another surefire yep. hit that'll another be great character. surely on, on primetime, 8.30, on Channel mm. 10, on a, on a Tuesday night coming up in the next decade or two yeah surely. people people seeing surely. the ads and being like oh i wonder what future pedo gets up to this week yeah 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 the new con the fruiterer they say um <laughs> all right thanks michelle lucas thank you very much to patreon subscriber um i think this is how you pronounce it thank you to patreon subscriber seamus duffy okay yeah it's Seamus. That's how you pronounce it, isn't it? S e a m u s. I believe that's Seamus, so. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great, great. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to offend Seamus's culture. That's mm. all. What about uh, what about Duffy? Any questions about that? You you pretty you pretty certain you're getting that one spot on? Yeah, I'm. I'll back myself there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. D u f f y. Why have you? What what way do you think it could be pronounced? Doofy. D- doofy. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, okay. Well, put it this way. Seamus isn't pronounced how you would think just from – if you'd never heard that name before and you just saw that written mm. down, I don't think you would automatically go to Seamus. So no. who no. knows? Maybe his whole name, you know, maybe yep. anyone else with that name you'd go Duffy, but he's like, you know what, if if – I want my whole. I want my name to be consistent. So I want the. Mm. I want the surname to be as confusing to pronounce as the first name. Maybe he's like, yeah, he's he's he he wants to be the most Irish person of all time. So yeah. they've, you know, a lot of their surnames make no sense in terms of reading them and turning them into right. into um, out loud. Um, so yeah, he just wants to turn the the surnames the the seemingly obvious ones into fully Irish versions. So mm. yeah. Doofy, Doofy. Seamus Doofy. <laughs> Seamus. Oh, oh, but he's he converted his first yeah. name back to like literally yeah, yeah, what it is. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, okay. he wants it to be as complicated as possible. So he's like, you right. know what, fuck this. I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. Seamus Doofy. Yeah, Seamus. He would have copped that a lot at school, Seamus. Because yeah. yeah. there's no, yeah, I mean, I mean, we're sort of half confused talking about it now. Mm. Imagine that in, in grade one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but when when people can't spell apple properly, and it's like, yeah, this is my friend Seamus, spelled S E A M U S. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> well, when you're at the age that you can't spell apple properly, you're not introducing someone by name and then the spelling of the name. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're looking. Look, so put it this way: you're, you're looking at um, the the pictures that you're drawing in the class, and then you're seeing that on the top right hand corner who draws them, and you're like, who the fuck? Who's a using a fake name? With a chimney. Yeah. With 
Seamus, like, who the, who the fuck's this? Mm. Uh, yeah, mm, it would have been, would have been a fucking pain in the ass. Um, hell of a name, did you though. Have, hell of a name. Did you, did you have, um, you would have had more than one Tommy in your class, surely, at school. You would have been like Tommy A when you wrote your name on pictures and stuff. Yeah, not that I can, not that I can remember any of them, but I de- yeah, there would have been, there would have been more than one Tom. That was that was the I remember like Carl being you know a reasonably unique name name especially with a K, mm. and then you think I'm in fucking Maryborough, population eight thousand people. Yep, and I copped a Carl with a K in the same class as me. Oh, so it was like damn. I had to be Carl C. It's like are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Yeah, it was devastating. Anytime you see people having to, it's like you. Well, yeah, you would have had this experience even less, um, not being a coffee drinker and also having quite a unique name. But if you go to a busy enough cafe and you give a takeaway order, and I'll go and they'll go name for the order, and I'll go Tom, and they'll go. It's actually already another Tom waiting for their sandwich. So yeah, it's like you're fucking yeah. kidding me. Oh, so what? So what happens then? When you have to be a the second time well, at, at like, a coffee place, then they're like, "Can you give us the just what and your initial?" And it's like, "Ah, oh. oh, right." So then you're sitting there, you're waiting, you know, and you're waiting for a while because it's busy, and then finally you hear your name. The pleasure receptors start going off because you're like, "Here mm. we go, it's time to eat." And then you're hearing like, yep. "Tom B," you're like, "Ah, oh, you right. fucking cunt." You're just yeah. watching this guy, and you're like, he had the audacity to get here before me as well. God, or yeah. more, well, no, Order actually, something better. Actually, what happens is because he's ordered, and he, you know, because he's the first one to get in, he hasn't had to give the initial. You know what I mean? Uh, so he gets to be the default Tommy. Tom. So you hear the name, you're like, yes, and then you're like, mm. oh no, wait, hang on, I had to give the initial. This cunt's just cruising in like he's the yep. fucking Alpha Tom, like he's the he's the OG. Oh, mm. I hate it. Infuriating. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so then you become, you're like, I'll be Tommy D. No, there's already a Tommy D. Mm-hmm. I'll be Tommy A. No, there's yep. already a Tommy A. Yep. Okay, I'll be Tommy Big Dick. Yep. Okay, no, no there's, worries. There's one of them as well. And uh, then I'm like, okay. all right, well, I'm going to go home and kill myself instead of getting lunch. How does that sound? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Bit much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to get a result, and mm. you don't seem to yep. be you're not you're not giving me any consolation here. You seem to want me to do this, so okay, off I go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, imagine imagine doing that. What saying that or actually going through with the act? Yeah, imagine killing yourself. Wow, you're, you're no good. I'm glad this didn't come up in the main app. <laughs> That's a very good point, Tommy. That's a very good point. <laughs> I hope in he's fact, not I'm listening back in, all in, the way through to the back yeah. end of this as well. Yeah, in fact, I may have been told del- deliberately not to mention anything like that, actually, <laughs> now, that I, now that I think about it. Yes. It's a very good point. Don't mention the war um, of you versus yes. you. Yeah, the war on life. Um, well, thanks. Thanks, um Seamus. Thanks, Seamus. Thanks, Doofy. Thanks, Seamus Duffy. Thanks, Seamus Doofy. Duffy. Duffy. What a name. God. Yeah. Duffy. Such a such a cartoon name. It's such a... It really is. Like a early morning... Not, it doesn't need to be cartoon, just kid show name. It should be some sort of like 
you know, a kid's toy called Wallington Duffy or fucking something like that. Yeah. I wonder if there is a character called Duffy. Probably not because it's too close to Daffy. I, I, you know, I don't mind Duffy as the last name of like, like it. I feel like it needs to be like, like a Paddington Bear, like a lot up front and then the simple name at the back. So, what, like, like I said, Wallington Duffy. I'm gonna. I'm oh wait, I did this. know this. There's a pop singer called Duffy. Oh yeah, but that's their full name, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah, Amy and no surname, what? Amy Ann Duffy. So maybe she's related to our boy Seamus. All right. Well, I just googled it. There's no such thing as Wallington Duffy. So, if you're um, for if you're sitting on a great, great kids, um, sort of like a toy, you've got the you've got everything but the name. Yep. There you go. This could uh, you this can have that o- bluey. open source name. You yep. can have that one. <laughs> yep. Uh, thanks, Seamus. Thank you very much, to patient subscriber. Oh, here we go. I'm not sure if I, how to pronounce this one. Um. Thank you very much to Mike Lown or Mick Lown. So here's the thing. This is yeah, this okay. is it's M I C. So I it, I would pronounce that Mike. If you if yeah, will you pronounce that in the comedy world? Like that yeah. that's the mic, it's short for microphone, isn't it? Yep. There's no K in microphone. So Mike. So are we calling him Mike? I guess. Yeah, I mean all you can do is go this is how it's pronounced in another context. I use it in, so, yeah. If if it wasn't for me getting into comedy, I would have pronounced this Mick yeah. 10 times out of 10. But but now I've seen the, the, the word microphone abbreviated to Mike, M-I-C, constantly. I, I have to officially call him Mike. Yeah. I hope that's okay. I think Mick that's or fair. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Loun as a surname, which is like, it's one of those names that's very short, but you feel like you almost need to pronounce every letter of it because you're like, fuck, how am I getting this right? L-O-W-N-E, Loun. Hang on. Hang on. No, what? We've been punked. No, what? My clown? My clown? Oh, really? <laughs> My clown. <laughs> they couldn't have. I mean, I hope it <laughs> I hope this is a real name, so we're just sitting here going, this has to be a prank. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I hope it's not a prank, and I hope it's more like them going, oh, yeah, I never, I've never really heard that one. My Clown. Yeah. Thank you to My Clown. <laughs> I don't quite get it, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. I, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to bother making a, one of those trick names, one of those Bart Simpson to, to mm. Mo Sislak phone calls... Yeah. Make it something on us. Like, make it, you know, your name, first name, go. What's your second name? Kill yourself, cunt. Right. Like, you know, it's, it needs to be something a bit close to that. Mm. But my, my clown. First name I, I just in, can't imagine second anyone, name, Dia. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine anyone sitting home going, I can't believe we made him say they my said clown. It. <laughs> they said it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, boys. I've got you now. <laughs> I made you say two words that aren't particularly negative or derogatory towards yourself. <laughs> my clown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Are you, do- are you I, trying I to, think, are you trying to look him up? I, I will now. Well now, um, my clown. Yeah, I just I can't imagine. I've just got a text message as well. So once we get onto this, I do need to address. This has come at a very perfect time mm-hmm. uh, because it's a very, very interesting 
message text message I've just got. Oh, wow. Um, but hey, that's coming well, up on Talking Dum Dum. Let's just get into it. I don't. I don't. Now that this tease is out in the air, I couldn't give a fuck whether this is a real person or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, he's gone deep. If this is a, is this if this is a a punk on us, he's. Facebook name is the same, Mike Lown. Mike Lown. So he's, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. If, is he constantly trying to punk everyone? Very I don't clever, know. mate. Tell me with, how many of you the... are how many of you stuck <laughs> into the back of the car tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a constant prank on everyone. Imagine that, just changing a name to something fucked. But mm. like, instead of being negative about it, like instead of you know these people that grow up with a with an embarrassing name, and every time they meet someone, they say they're, they're like, "What's your name?" And then you you're saying, "Oh, my name's yeah, you know, Oliver Clothes Off," and everyone's like, "Ah, Oliver Clothes Off, Oliver yep. Clothes Off, that's your name, you fucking idiot." Yeah, gotcha. It's like this guy, he's like proud of his name, like yeah. going. My name is Mike Mike Lown, and they go my clown. Yes, I got you. And he's doing it to every single person yep. he ever meets. Yeah, he thinks he's like the one man jackass constantly every day. He's me. He loves meeting new people because he likes roasting these people every time. No, because he's doing it because he's like there are people out there that have a really deep fear of clowns. So he's he's <laughs> oh, doing right. it, introducing himself to people as that on the off chance that they have that fear. So he's like, my right. name is Mike Clown, and they're like, ah! yeah, <laughs> yeah, terrified. They've got such, they've got such a deep fear of it that it's not even the visuals; it's just the, just a the hidden reference. Name. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Wow. Well, thanks, That's Mike. Some, yeah, thanks. If that is your real name, if and you know, look, you got us. Well yeah. done, mate. Pants around you got our us. ankles. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, look like a fucking idiot now. Mm. Fair enough. I'm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, look, we're the guys. We're the, we'll be in the Daily Mail yeah. now. They'll be chopping up this sound clip going, check out the two fucking podcasters absolutely fucked over. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it'll, just, it'll just be this. Abs- we'll be the recover. fucking laughing stock of the industry. <laughs> when, we, when, we go, when, they, when, they, when we open up and we go down to the, the, you know, the podcast watering hole, mm. um, you know, having a, having a drink around with um, all the, you know, the, the true crime yeah, uh, podcasters, and they're all like, "Fuck, we thought we dealt with brutal stuff. We listened to that clip of you, Jesus Christ!" Yeah, like, we're gonna we'll, we'll be we'll be we'll be having to do an episode about you exactly. guys when you kill yourselves. Ten part series yeah. about yeah how this came to happen. All mm. right, we got to get into this uh, this all mystery right, this text bag, This phone, Carl's Carl's phone bag. Um, now look, I've I've got a text right right then. Now. This is interesting in that it's a text message from someone I've never got a text from before. So someone that's been sitting on the phone number for a few years or have recently found it. Um, Now, this is very funny. And this is right up your alley, Tommy Daslow. So here we go. Hi, Carl. I have a business proposition for you. Love it. To help celebrate your 500th episode, a bit bold, a bit mm-hmm. optimistic. Um, <laughs> As if we need any about, help celebrating that at this point. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd love to celebrate it, but, you know, I'd also love to celebrate a 14-inch dick, but, you know, there's, mm. there's a crucial factor that's missing yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, to help celebrate your 500th episode, what about releasing the first official Little Dum Dum Club video game okay now 
for, for starters, I like the idea that the first official one, how many unofficial There's ones been have, have there been so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a big market yeah. in Brazil. All the bootleggers are on right. it. Right. Yep. Right. What, oh, what happens in those games, I wonder? <laughs> uh, uh, so you have always said that you and Tommy have been wanting to sell out. Nothing says, wow, they have really sold out like a cheap mobile game. Finally, your fans could play through a love letter to the lore and history of the Little Dum Dum Club. I would split all profits with the two of you 50-50, and the two of you would have veto over the final release. No risk to you. What do you say? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a this this guy must be like a game developer or something for phones. Is that does that sound right? Yeah, he must at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you'd hope so. I like the idea that he's got no connection to that industry <laughs> whatsoever, and he's just yeah. Oh, I'll figure it out if they're in. Then I, I guess I'll do yeah. like an online course or something. No, no, I like I like the idea of it even better. Where he's like, "What do you, what do you think about a, a video game for Little Dumbbell Club?" And us going, "Absolutely!" And then him going, "Great, will you get onto it and yep. find someone who can design it?" Yep. And uh, once you do all that, give us fifty percent of the I'll profits because I thought of the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'd kind of prefer rather than a mobile game, I'd I'd prefer it to be one of those like weird porno games that like you get like the pop ups of like the try not to come oh, challenge, try not like to come, a sexy <laughs> picture of Lois uh, from uh, Family Guy. I think oh, that is good. more our wheelhouse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, maybe we can get a, a version try to come. Mm. That would be better. Yeah. yeah. Actively trying, making people try to come instead of trying not to. I never really understood that. Why Why do I want to not come? I can well, not come all the time. Yeah, exactly. I spend most of my time doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's no no trick for me. I mean, I can, this would I can, be... It's one of my biggest skills is not coming. If this guy's serious, this would be uh, this would be a fun thing to do. Um, and I mean, it's the sort of thing we could, um, you know, we could take suggestions from, you know, because the people listening, they're the ones that are going to be playing it. Like, what what sorts of things would people like to see included in a little Dum Dum Club mobile game? What format should it be? Um, what sorts of things can we have in there? If this guy's serious about yeah. making this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I yeah, totally a thing we should put on the socials. And um, talk about on the show uh, next week for yeah. sure. But yeah. Um, yeah, look if this if this is if this is a guy, some sort of developer with time on his hands that that wants to use this as a passion project, um, and um, doesn't mind sinking hours of time in this sort of bullshit, and we don't have to do anything except for say yes, right. okay, yeah, then fine, we're on board. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I would um, like it to be. You know, there's like back in the day there were a lot more bad licensed video games out. Like there was like a Wayne's World Super Nintendo game, for example. So all these things yep. that did not lend themselves to having a video game made of them in any way. And you play the game and it's like, it's nothing to do with the Wayne's World movie. It's like you're running yes. around like dodging bad guys and collecting records and stuff. It's like nothing that's in the yeah, actual yeah. film. But um, something like, you know what something would be cool? Like, you know, the opening credits of Home Improvement, how it's like a Super Nintendo game. Where they're being chased around by like buzz saws and stuff like that. Something, something right. of that nature, I think, would be pretty fun. I like the idea that we have our friends, our our guests yeah. in the game as well. But it's one of those like old school games where we haven't got the rights to their names. Right. So it's just all these weird versions. It's like, oh, Nick, and then Mick Bapper comes yeah. along, and then then Tret Cake, 
walks in. Or and, well, you would have uh, you would have seen maybe not played, but you would have definitely seen the Simpsons arcade game, right? Where it's like it's got this little opening cinematic where Smithers is like robbing a diamond store, and he bumps into the Simpson family and accidentally ends up running off with Maggie. Again, it's just like all this stuff that is just like taken some real creative license with the Simpsons universe. Something like yep. something like that where it's like <laughs> there's just a lot of stuff that bears absolutely no resemblance to <laughs> anything that happens on this show would be pretty great. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, what about this concept? The, the idea is we're making a TV show or have a radio show or we're on the gala. Yeah, there you go. It's us on the way to the gala. Yeah. <laughs> it's us making our way through Melbourne to perform at the gala. Yeah, yeah. A crazy out of this world concept. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe maybe on the sh- on the show proper we can have like a we can have a pitch yep. meeting and we can we can each have some ideas for um yep. challenges in levels boss levels um mm. yeah that kind of stuff. Yep. Okay. All right. Sure. This is going to be Let's, good. Well, this thanks is good. to we just have to pray that this person actually knows what they're doing in terms of game development and isn't yep. just shooting wildly from the hip. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll find out when we finish this, and I'll um, I'll uh, I'll message back. You know what? I bet it is. Say, I bet it's just like this guy's like housemate has like just started studying it at the start of this year. <laughs> he's like, no, I reckon I could get him on board. Like he's learning pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, he's just started. He's like, it's his second day yesterday. It's like ten, start twenty, go to ten. Oh yeah, I can fucking all right, program this Commodore right. sixty four. All right. <laughs> Let's let, now. Let's get a franchise happening. <laughs> I also love this guy in this text message. How he's like, you've always said you want to sell out, and the peak of selling out is to have a mobile app. It's like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've always you've always wanted to sell out, and guess what? I want fifty percent of it. Yeah. All right, sure, no problem. <laughs> you've always said you want to sell out and make fuck all from it. So here I yeah. am to answer your prayers. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll get back to this. Let's just do. We, we, I'm keen to get back to 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 get onto this fish before he jumps off the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've look. We've talked for long enough on this. We we better get going. So uh, let's just do one more. Uh, let's just finish the show. One one quick one. Here we go. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. What? Okay. Oh no no just just because of what we we're talking about. Just sort of. Oh, anyway, look. Maybe you'll. Understand. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Super Mario Comedy. Oh right, okay, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy, like yeah. we were talking about before. We've been talking Us about doing comedy, comedy in the video of, game, off and on for the last hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of comedy, speaking his of name comedy. is comedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for supporting the show. patreoncom slash club if you want to get your hands on those two bonus episodes every week. Uh, littledumdumclub.com for the merch and all that other stuff. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time. See you, man. See you, man.